We are live on the new name, I Feel Weird Podcast. Let me know if that feels weird, guys, if that feels weird that the name changed. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have a, you're a fan favorite. A lot of people have been asking about you. Who's a lot of people? Like three. <laughs> <laughs> the people who know you. <laughs> Your girl, uh, Valentina. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but it, yeah. So again, my intros are horrible, like always. Uh, we have Michelle Reynoso. Um, wh what are you? Are you uh, Esquire? Or, uh, what do you? Yeah, is attor it? attorney at law. Attorney at law. Counselor. I hate. Have you seen that guy? That white guy that does the immigration law and he calls himself El Guapo. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Oh my Sorry, god! That, like, made me snort. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh my! He comes out on like he literally comes out uh on uh like Univision and shit and it's el guapo and he's fucking is that uh, even his name and i don't know he's like he's some white guy watch you're gonna laugh <laughs> i mean that doesn't really narrow it down in the practice of law look how guapo he is oh. james Ru james rudolph el guapo oh i will not yeah. comment but i am familiar <laughs> with his reputation oh really is he good <laughs> is it, well are you better um, yes i would say i if you're gonna do is this immigration law i think so i will always plug my girl yunwen mora she has an office in tijuana and in san diego um she cares about her clients okay so okay, well, wait, wait let's let's if that's gonna be an official plug get the right information what is yeah. it, what's her name it's yunwen mora so yunwen yeah that's where i got thrown off yeah then, what how do you spell that why you and you okay she yeah. came up yeah cross-border lawyer el in, oh she said you know mora el informador isn't that the tj she's next to her office in tijuana is next to the theater the big globe thing oh uh, the bit what it's a good yes you know mora cross-border lawyer y u n e no y u n u e n yes okay mora feel like you should have an applause button too. Oh, there you go good job yeah <laughs> see and you're angry about the new button i got no <laughs> <laughs> that's her that's her god because he knows i hate that, you know, that if any intro uh, when you're at the club and the bum, bum, bing, 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 bing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. see that's, I mean, this is good. Like, I mean, obviously, this is a. <laughs> it's early on. <laughs> We're already plugging people, but uh, <laughs> I, because I, I think, um, and I, we talked about it on the last episode. It's one of those things, and I, I don't know. You were like kind of a little bit, uh, um, because you you're like a little self conscious about putting yourself out there. Yeah. Right. Like you're like oh, I don't like to advertise. I don't really like. It's you very know. awkward. Yeah. I'm trying but, to get better at it. Yeah, and they, they told me I have a buddy who does uh, health insurance. And he was like, oh, like, he's like, I've never seen any other health insurance, like guy, like advertise and stuff like that. And, and I'm like, well, then there you go. <laughs> like you're fucking corner of the market. Yeah. Like, you know what you're I mean? Like, guy. yeah. And that's what I told him. I was like, cause nobody knows they, they're call, they'll, they'll just call like their provider yeah. or, you know, or ask their doctor. And then the doctor's like, I don't know. Like, yeah. You know, they don't deal with that shit. Yeah. You and marketing is pretty on point though. If she has like videos and stuff and and i really like it and and she's good at what she does Mora. She, actually and i wish i knew more this about one says a law office out here in la mesa no then it's another up. somebody else then yeah, you know and more law office look up cross-border lawyer cross-border 
Oh, there you go. On First Avenue? Yeah. We're, we we share uh, the same office building. Oh. But yeah, she's my girl. She's she's great. And I love sharing clients with Let's her. see if you're in her pictures. I don't think I'm on her pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's not I'm, branding me. She's branding herself. No, no, no. <laughs> You're in the office in the back over there working or something. No, it's my hands handing you know her what? a file I, or something. Immigration law has got to be. I don't. I mean, obviously, anytime you're in trouble with the law or whatever, but that's. You're like, you're putting your hands, you know, you're, you're like your mom's life in the hands of this, yeah. this person, you know what I mean? And you're, and then they, the, sometimes they ask you for shit and you're already used to kind of hiding shit, <laughs> you know, cause you're like, oh, I don't know what they're, what they're going to do. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to give them everything. Like what if, what if they use that to kick me out, you yeah. know? And that's a good point because when you're an attorney, especially working with Rasa, it's really hard to gain their trust yeah i think you've talked about that before yeah and so it's it's kind of that like okay you said you told me everything but like i really need you to tell me everything this yeah. time or i really need you to be honest about x y and z yeah it yeah is, it is and i mean when you're t like you said you're talking about things like immigration consequences or in criminal law your freaking life and liberty yeah um it's it's understandable why they'd be scared to tell you everything yeah have you heard of the um the what is it the innocence project yeah i, I interned for the innocence oh project. really that's that's why i got into criminal law yeah that's so interesting i mean they've got guys that are you know served jail for 25 years and were yeah. completely innocent yeah you know but if you don't have resources you don't have you know what i mean like it's, it's just yeah that's where i worry because i'm like well like you like you literally can't even not commit a crime you have to like you know what i mean because it's like you're in trouble and you didn't commit the crime so it's not like you lived like oh like just don't do anything wrong man you're never getting in trouble exactly you know no, that's what i tell people um number one exercise your right to remain silent yeah and this is important right because there's this ruling on miranda now where cops yeah. will not get in trouble um, and you can't necessarily reprimand them for not reading you your Miranda rights. That doesn't yeah. mean that they don't apply. They still apply. Yeah. And people get nervous in the way that they're asked. They think that they're, if they didn't do anything wrong, then there's nothing wrong with them explaining the situation. Yeah. No. When you listen to all of these people that have been exonerated for being wrongfully convicted, a lot of them are because they spoke with law enforcement. Yeah. And... A lot of it, it seems like a lot of it usually ends up going back to the DA's office, just wanting to fucking just close and it and get done with it. When you go and when you're dealing with the prosecutor's office and law enforcement as a whole, right, as a power, like yeah. the power of the state of California. Yeah. My friend says it best. Like you, she says, you're dealing with the insurmountable power of the state. Yeah. It's a mountain that you're going up against. So even yeah. if you are innocent, like they have the ability to move forward with char charges, right? A lot of it's political. Yeah. Um, we still have that culture in the United States of being tough on crime. Yeah, of course. So a lot of the times, even if you're dealing with a prosecutor that you've worked with before, that's super reasonable. You'll get the excuse of like, oh, but my supervisor. Oh, I can't because this is not what we do in our office. You're like, yeah, but is it the right thing to do? Like is what are you really achieving with yeah. what you're asking for here? Yeah, I think I mean, I think it's just not even within the, within law. I think in general, and a big problem in the country right now is nobody wants to say that they're wrong. 
even if they know they're fucking wrong, right. they're going to die on their fucking sword. I could show you all the evidence in the world that you're wrong. And I'm not trying to prove you wrong. We're just trying to like, hey, like, so you could see, like I told you, my friend told me this shit about, oh, this guy, you know, he's a, you know, he has pedophilia on his, and this and that. And I'm like, where is this, bro? Like, I've been looking everywhere for, I don't find anything. You know, and it's like, so whenever I get something, I'm like, I at least want to like search it, right? And if somebody can show me, hey, like what you just said is wrong because of this, this and that, like I'm going to look into, okay, fuck, yeah, I guess I'm wrong. Like, right. I'm not, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm going to try to be like, oh, this is why I believe why I believe and back it up. But if I'm wrong and you show me why I'm wrong, it's like I'm willing to like to learn. So that's, you know, somebody could tell me something I said two years ago. Right. I'm like, I don't feel that way anymore because somebody showed me something different or whatever. And in some of these exoneration cases, you'll have uh, the prosecutor's office still trying to appeal that. Yeah. So even then they will not admit that they're wrong. Yeah. Which is just devastating. Right. And it's yeah, like, it's is this really a, a use of your resources that you need to pour money it sucks that the like too. media and like you know like the public's opinion also matters in some of those cases where some of the where maybe a case gets big and now there's like you know press on the case or something like that but it's also been very beneficial to some of these guys you know some of these right. guys that were innocent to say like hey like i i think it's so crazy when like they put it out there right and then people just look at it and logically say like, yeah, obviously the guy didn't do it. Like, right. And it's like, wait, how the fuck is it so obvious to us? <laughs> and it goes, right. It goes both ways. Right. That's, that's the era that we're living in now. The power of social media, the power of the internet yeah, and the power of globalization. You post something, somebody in another country can see it immediately. Yeah. Right? That's powerful. But, it's a double-edged sword. So it's like if you have a false claim against somebody and uh, look at Amber Heard, right? Yeah. If you have a false claim about somebody and you post it on social media and then they're getting attacked and it's not You opened up a can of worms if we're going to talk Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and or you have these, you know, people that are wrongfully convicted. They yeah. want people to plead their case. They want petitions signed and they want pressure put on the governor to, you know, exonerate them. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just a guy. I used to work at fucking, you know, in and out or like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just a guy. Like, how am I going to know all this stuff? Like, if it happens to me, you know, and that's why I tell you kind of telling you, like, right. You know, putting yourself out there to, to be a resource for people. Right. Because yeah. like you said, it's hard for it's hard for Latinos to trust people. And, then, yeah. you know, and it's one of my favorite things to do is the know your rights segment so if anybody yeah. ever invites me like hey will you come talk to these students about their rights or like what to do if they you know come in contact with the police or yeah. with immigration officials i love doing that so if anybody ever invites me to do that i'm super down i think i feel like a lot of people need i wouldn't say a crash course but i think we need a level of civility and then from there okay now know your rights right because some people can be very very like irate or very just right. you know and just I, straight up rude and it's just like hey if the police officer is just like and saying what's what up to you or whatever it's like you know <laughs> what i promote to people is like your safety is everything first right yeah. so if you want to exercise your right to remain silent there's you don't have to be rude about it just like yeah. no thank you I want an attorney. I'm going to stop talking. And if they yeah. ask you, no, thank you. Can I search you? No, thank you. Yeah. Because the reality is like you can, um, the, the situation can escalate. Yeah. And why would you do that if you, if you want to preserve your life and liberty? Yeah. And I think, I don't know if this is part of also 
you know, growing up in the hood, like I know, and I'd also mind my own business, you yeah. know, if something's going on or the police got this guy, like some people are like, Hey, like leave him alone. Or and it's like, sometimes you don't, you're like, this guy could have fucking killed fucking 10 people. And it's the guy they've been looking for. Like, you know what I mean? Like it happens a lot. They're just, he's just walking down the street. It's like, Oh shit, there he is. Right. You know what I mean? And then they, Hey, that guy was just walking. You just bugged him. Like, Hey, like, you know, and there's right. a lot of people who are fourth waivers too. You know, if you want right. to explain that to people, what a, a yeah. fourth waiver is. So you know. your fourth amendment is in the constitution and it protects you against search and seizure. But if you're on probation or parole, a lot of the times a term of what you pled to or what you were convicted of requires you to sign away that right. Yeah. Which means if you come in contact with law enforcement, you have to let them search you and yeah. your belongings and your car. Yeah. Right. It doesn't always extend to electronic devices. But that's like a whole other issue. Yeah. But uh, that's what a fourth waiver is. So, yeah, sometimes people are stopped. And if they run their names in their fourth waivers and they have to like kind of like sit on the curb while the cops go through all their shit. Well, it's like I told you before, too, like certain cops, if they're in an area like they are, they know. And what sucks is a lot of them are big ass babysitters and they go to the same people. Right. You know, oh, it's that guy again. Right. You know, right. he's doing he's fighting with this girl or something. You know what I mean? And right. <laughs> my friend was telling me about there's a lot of uh, um, restraining orders that couples will get on each other. Oh, yes. <laughs> And then get back together. And guess what? It's summertime love, baby. Yeah, yeah. When, oh, when it gets hotter, uh, the DV goes up. And oh, the restraining really? order. Yes, there's a correlation. <laughs> oh, probably like, stay on your fucking side of the bed. No I fucking, don't know what it anybody is. Anybody trying to cuddle is hot as fuck. <laughs> but it's a thing. So, uh, yeah, you get a spike in DV issues wow. when it's hot out or um, during the holidays. Mm, oh, yeah. Tense yeah. And stuff. But, yeah. So, I mean... Domestic violence issues are really common. Sometimes it's just, uh, and it doesn't even have to be couples. It's like can be family members, yeah. right? But if you're present in somebody's house, uh, you're violating the restraining order if you're supposed yeah. to stay a distance away, right? So if an officer shows up, sometimes they have to take somebody or have them removed from the house yeah, because they're violating a restraining order. But that would, well, sometimes they, they just show up to a DV call, DV call. They'll have to remove somebody, but that's not necessarily a restraining order. They just remove somebody. Right. Right. But if there is a restraining order. So what happened is then it correlated to my friend who's a customs agent. And he says, what happens is these people cross and yes. they cross together. They cross together. They cross together. And they're like, um, you know, up. you're in violation. Of, and and what he said, he's like the, the the most stupid thing of it all is like they literally cross together. Like they don't <laughs> go. They go. They both go to the same agent. And hey, we just came back from Cancun. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, she has a restraining order on you and you're violating it. Oh, I have a funny so now we have to hold you here. I have a funny story about that. I This was back when the gang injunctions were still active. But the coding, and I don't remember what the coding is, but I had I had a, some friends that also are Slew High grads. Mm -hmm. Well, remain unnamed. <laughs> that are Cholos or what? <laughs> no, but oh. the, that's the problem. People okay. get in the gang injunction when they're like 12. Yeah. Right? You're... A literal oh, child. Oh, like maybe you were hanging around them and they just right. throw you in there. Or they were your cousin and, yeah, or, yeah, 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 you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So now you're in the gang injunction. And then when, now this person's married. And every time they would cross the border together before the gang injunction was removed, the code that would come up for border patrol was the same as DV. Oh. So they would like, it was like a whole drama. They would have to send them to secondary. They would separate them. They would ask her if she was okay. But it oh. turns out it was just like the way that it was coded specifically for na national city gang injunction 
but it was just drama. So they learned mm-hmm. anytime they crossed, one of them would get out of the car because it was just easier. <laughs> just walk behind it. the car with your hands up? <laughs> no, or? he would like cross uh, walking while oh. she would cross driving. Oh, wow. But like, luckily that's, you know, that's well, not How do you get anymore. that, you know, like uh, expunged or cleared or is that even so, an expungement? I don't know. So gang injunctions are no longer in force in San Diego. Yeah. Thank God. Right. Because you had issues like that. Or for example, same, same group of people, um, two, two of them. So my friend's husband and her brother were, were on the gang injunction and now they're married. So they're family, but according to gang injunction rules, you were not allowed to be with quote unquote other gang members. Yeah. 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 They worked together and they were family. So one time if you're they, on parole, right? You, no, you know, or if no, you're or... in the gang injunction period. Oh, so if you're on this list, oh, okay. Which is messed up, right? What if I'm on the list? I don't know. Right. You <laughs> might be. I think that there was a point where I was. Because oh, really? I definitely was stopped when I was in high school and photographed for it. Because, really? Yeah. Because I was walking. We were past curfew with a group of friends. And we was all, we were all punk kids. Past curfew? I don't think I ever got like. I don't know if it actually went through. Because it's actually illegal to do that. You can't stop a juvenile like that. You can't interrogate them or anything. Right. Without their so I think, they, and, I think they fucked up and like yeah, let yeah. it go. But who knows? Um. But yeah, so if you're in, if you if you were in the gang injunction before, yeah, they were driving to work together. They got stopped, random traffic stop. They ran their names. They both ended up in custody. Something like that, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. Now, luckily, it doesn't exist anymore in San Diego, but the gang database still exists, the federal one. Yeah. Did Did you have issues in National City, like growing up with police officers or anything? Yeah, I was, or even as an adult. Yeah, I was stopped a lot. Really? Um, and it. Never when I was doing anything <laughs> they, wrong. <laughs> they never caught me on my... <laughs> you already... See, you already Allegedly. incriminated yourself. <laughs> the statute of limitations has passed. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, there was always a, a lot of like uh, confrontational, like bullying. It was just weird. It was one time I remember I was getting over the flu. So I had been at home for like a whole week. Yeah. And I was over it. Finally, I felt better. I was going to walk my ass to 7-Eleven to buy candy or something. On division. On division. Uh, so I was like. I used to get guys to buy me beer there. The bums. <laughs> I was going to <laughs> be get like, candy. Get 640s and you can keep one of them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I remember one, one time I was going and the, this cop stopped me. He's like, where do you where are you going? And I was like, I'm going to 7-Eleven to get candy. How old are you? Or how old, I was roughly? in high school. So maybe 16. 16, yeah. Probably. Okay. And he was like, oh, well, are you going to go dress like that? And I was like, I don't know, wearing jeans and a cute shirt. And it just Dress, like, what? yeah, it was weird, right? Dress like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to go back home to fucking put on a different outfit for 7-Eleven. It the- was weird. Like, I don't Wait, know. I don't, if he was like, did you think you were a hooker? <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't that risque what I was wearing. But okay. it made me really scared of him. For saying yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And then he was like, well, I, I don't think that you should go. I think you need to go home. You shouldn't be here. And I was like, that is my home. I wasn't even there yet. I was like, I pointed out my house. That's how close I was. I was like, yeah. I live here. So like, you don't want me to be in my neighborhood. Yeah. And now what I'm wearing is a problem. So this had to be what, like 2003 or something, maybe? Yeah, around that time. Yeah. So I mean, I was too weirded out because he stayed there close to my house. And so I yeah. just went back home. I was like, I guess I'm not going. I was so bummed because I, 
you know, I wanted my 7-Eleven candy. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. So that, I mean, there was that. Um, other than that, me personally, I never had any other. Because I like never been pulled over. And I don't think I've ever been pulled over in National City. I've been pulled over in Chula Vista. We've had, my mom had her house searched illegally before by National City PD when I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And they were pissed. And uh, yeah. Like, Wait, were you already a lawyer? Or? I was already a lawyer. This is my first year as an attorney. Mm -hmm. So this was like 2016 maybe. And yeah, officers were looking for somebody that they had a warrant to arrest. Okay. A search, a search warrant and an arrest warrant are two different things. Mm -hmm. If officers have an arrest warrant that doesn't give them the right to search things, unless the person is there, they can go in and extract the person, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they can't search your home, right? Yeah. So they show up to my mama's house. It was and it was National City PD. In national, yeah, it was in National City, National City PD. Show up to my mama's house. They're looking for this person, mind you. My family was having like a fish fry fundraiser at the house okay so there's people there also okay and then the officers kind of like we're gonna go inside i was like i told you this person isn't here and but did you know who that person was or what yeah okay. they knew who it was but like they were like no that person's not here and they were like no we're going inside your house my sister was like you're not allowed to do that i know my rights you can't come in here unless you have a warrant and they were like we can do whatever we want is what they literally said. So they pushed yeah. their way through and went into the house and looked for this person and then, you know, left. At, uh, I don't know. I think it was like 20 minutes after or something. Yeah. So, I mean, my family has definitely gone through that. We've, and we've had like other issues um, at, mm -hmm. my, at my mom's house. It's just like our, <laughs> during the pandemic it was fucked up during the pandemic. We weren't, we were working from home. Yeah. And so we wouldn't move our cars okay. and, we would get tickets for not moving parking our car. Yeah, parking tickets. I thought they didn't give those anymore. Or they maybe did. that's the National they City did to or us. San Diego thing. Or <laughs> so this is like because I thought even like they, they well I don't like I said I don't know if this was the city of San Diego. They don't mark your tire anymore. They didn't mark our tires. They would just straight up give us the tickets. Yeah, and so and then you know we would be like we'd come out and be like that's fucked up. You're not ticketing anybody else. Like it's just our house. Just your house? What do you mean? Yeah, it was like just the cars that were in front of our house or like our cars. So oh, that was like a whole drama. There, maybe there's something else here. There's oh, a, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we have to but, get Ron Morrison in here? Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I'd be on my way to work and I'd be, have to like text my bosses when I was a public defender. And like, I, I can't, uh, I'm going to be 10 minutes late. I'm fighting with NCPD again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they'd wow. be like, oh, my God. <laughs> So, okay. Yeah, it was a time. Okay, I mean, I guess it's different. Like, um, it's different because you have, you know, m more things there that's layered. But I guess I, the point that I was gonna make was that I don't feel like I, I've ever been. I've never been traffic stopped, you know, in or harassed. I never, you know. No, not I. I mean, except for that weird comment from yeah. when I was sixteen. Other than that, I mean, there was a lot of curfew stuff when I was in high school, which was valid, you know my friends and I being out at night and then the officers telling us that we needed to go home and like tailing us. So they'd be like following us in their car until we got to where we were going or like actually dropping us off. Really? <laughs> like, so like you said, babysitting. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I never got any of that. And the, I think it's because that 
was still when the gang injunction was active. Yeah. So it was kind of to probably mitigate gang issues. And you, you have a group of teenagers. It's like you said, like, uh, like you know, we weren't even doing anything wrong. And I felt like I've been one time. Uh, <laughs> ah, fuck it. Who cares? He's not going to get in trouble. <laughs> me, me and Paulo's were we were it was like after our shift that we were working in and out. Um, and we went to like J Street or something and we were drinking. <laughs> it's like chilling, you know, and this cop rolled up on us and we're like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, so we was like, oh, you know, we're both pretty, uh, I, I guess we're, we're pretty eloquent, right? We're not going to be like dicks or anything. Like, oh, how's it going? Oh, how you doing, officer? Like, you know, whatever, you know. Ossifer. And then, yeah, we're yeah. No, no, no. Hi, Ossifer. Uh, and, and we literally like, we pulled the in and out card. We were like, you know, because cops love in and out. So we're like, oh, we, we, oh, hell yeah. We, we're the, the only people we give a discount to. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. They okay. have to come in uniform. Some are like, oh, you guys give pop. Like, I've told other officers or like Border Patrol, I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, you know, you do have law enforcement. I was like, you damn, Border Patrol is trying to get fucking shit for free. <laughs> Uh, so it, they have to come in uniform because I mean I think the whole thing is like having cops around your business is always good, right? Because like you know you're, you think I'm like fuck, there's always cops there. I'm not gonna rob that place. I, you I know? have an issue with this, and I'll tell you, you know? why after you're done. Yeah, I've heard of the whole like yeah, you don't want you, you can't like bribe them. It's not like a you know no, not and, that. It's totally okay. separate. Okay, but a lot of cops won't take it too. A lot of yeah. cops won't. They're or a lot of them don't ask for it. That's what I'm saying. The border patrol guy who wasn't even in uniform asked for it, but. <laughs> You know, the other cops, were, oh, yeah, you know, like, you know, I would just, I wouldn't even tell them. I would just do it, you know, because I'm like, fuck it, who cares? Fucking in and out. Like, it's not my money. <laughs> Get these for the discount. Um, but, yeah, we were like, oh, working in and out. You know, we we're just chilling. We just got off of work. We work right here, you know, in um, the one national city. And then the next day, I think me and Paulo's worked again together, the night shift. And then I think he was taking orders and they rolled up. You know, and they were like, oh, he's like, oh, Ed, look who it is. And I was like, oh, what's up? We were, we were out there drinking. Keep we them there, on your payroll. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn, this was fucking rolled up on us. And they were like, I, don't, I, I was like, I don't think they were checking up like, oh, do these fools really work here? I just think it was a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's one of the few times. Like I said, even the cops were like, all right, man. Yeah, hey, park's closed, man. You guys can get out of here. All right, cool. Yeah. We'll bounce I, right now. I've had one of those getting you know? kicked out of the park. Yeah. Uh, which is we know with a we know that the park's closed. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so I you're kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I have friends that are just big. Like, oh, nah, 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 nah. Just all right. Yeah, cool. You know, <laughs> he doesn't want to be there either. He's just like, ah, oh, fucking. You know. So my issue is okay. that I think attorneys, like immigration attorneys and civil rights attorneys and criminal defense attorneys, we should get a law enforcement discount as well because oh. we enforce the the most prestigious or i wouldn't say prestigious but like the law of the land which is the constitution yeah right so i i I've been i bought you food thank, okay. thank, you, thank, you, thank you please promote it i mean right doesn't that make sense i think again i think that the thing is that it's like anything right when people abuse it that's when it, it goes to shit i 100 percent would you abuse know. it you know exactly see i'd be be going through everywhere like my nail salon being like i'm law enforcement yeah you're law enforcement you need a badge do you have a badge you don't have a badge i mean i have a bar card yeah technically that's i have to show it whenever i go to jail or the court or whatever um to bypass any searches Um, is it as cool as they make it out to seem or is it pretty lame it's pretty lame do you want to see it no no not the card but like the process like you know like when you 
Of what? You know, like you're going into jail and stuff. Oh, it is kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I kind of feel exclusive. It does it. Okay, yeah, it does. cool. Yeah. 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 Um, especially if you go to like the jails in Altai, like, like Donovan, or so that's prison. Oh, um, okay. But it's East Mesa and George Bailey. Okay, Bailey. Um, because they have these long hallways in in Bailey. And Dead man walking. So, and they're numbered. <laughs> and so they tell you like, oh, oh I used to have the. <laughs> 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 like Dude, I totally like play like the, an intro to a movie every time I walk down you, the I, hall I in know, my mind. <laughs> I know for a fact you wear heels when you go. Yes, yes so you, you hear go. it click. Yes, and it's, <laughs> it's cool because in Bailey, like they um, they have numbers. Yeah. So depending where your client is housed, it's a number and it's also a color. And there's this line that goes through the hallways that you have to follow. Yeah. So that's also like a, a whole experience. Yeah. But I mean, and then it's, it's kind of gross in there too. So like, yeah, there's I'm like sure. shit on the walls or like literal blood. Yeah. Um, you know, so you imagine like somebody got their face smashed into the wall or something crazy like that. Yeah. But it is exclusive because we get our own private rooms with our clients. Okay. Which, you know, depending on your comfort level and how you feel, um, yeah, I've never, I won't say never. Like if they, oh, you're saying that they attack you or something? Yeah, totally. They can totally take your pen and like stab you in the neck if they want to. But you, you should know what your client's charges are and and where (laughs) you stand with that. (laughs) But I've never had an issue. <laughs> look at his record and stab the person neck. All right, next client. I'm I'm not representing that guy. (laughs) I mean, I did hear stories before of like this. It was impressive. Um, some an intern, bless her heart, pobrecita, was uh, doing a visit with her, like a supervising attorney, and the client like whipped out his penis and mm, put it on her leg. On her leg, and I was like, it reached. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I was like, impressive, uh, but really <laughs> messed up. Like poor girl. Um, put it on the table son <laughs> but yeah so i mean stuff like that has happened <laughs> i'm sure especially or getting if, spit on stuff especially like if they're you know since they're in there i mean i guess from uh i'm not i'm not gonna justify fucking sexual assault but i'm saying well, they're obviously sexually deprived in there that you know yeah they don't... and i it's like you know mental health issues also yeah like if they really could assess the impact that that has and how much time it would tack on to their sentence. Would they do it? No. You know, yeah. it's a risk. So, yeah. But yeah, jail is an interesting place. It does suck to get, um, I've gotten stuck in the jails. <laughs> I, I've been in jail. <laughs> like with my a, like at night or what the fuck? You like, no, ah, they, just go, they go into lockdown sometimes oh. for various reasons. And so if you go into lockdown, that's it. You're in there for like two, three hours. Until oh, they fuck. figure out their situation. So that sucks to get stuck in jail. Or sometimes they just like won't come get you. So there's little buttons that you push. And you're like, oh, I'm done with my visit. They're and fucking then, sleeping. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you're going to have to wait. We're doing a shift change. Shift change is another one. Oh. Um, but I always try to be really polite to the officers because I, I hate getting stuck in jail. Yeah. I've had to. I have, I've had to use a lifeline before. I'll like text somebody like, can you call the jail? Tell them I'm in here, please. What? Why? <laughs> because then they won't. They'll forget about you or yeah, what? They'll forget about you. Oh, so shit. One time I got forgotten about, I had to call, I had to text a friend because also your cell phone service is spotty. I'm sure. Because of the walls. 
I had to text a friend and then she called and she was like, I'm really concerned about my friend. She hasn't gone out and they came and get me. They're like, oh shit, we we forgot. Sorry. Yeah. So That's so stupid. Yeah, it's messed up. But yeah. jail, jail's an interesting place to be. I got stuck in the cemetery once. What? How? Yeah. Like in a crypt? No. <laughs> no, because uh, my dad, he's, he's in the, the, what is it, La Vista? Right there on yeah. the Seawater Road. Yeah. And I went in there one time to visit him. And they closed like at six, I think, or something like that. Yeah, kind I think of it early. was like five or four thirty. I went in there. I probably was in there for like twenty minutes, you know, just chilling. Um, and then once I went to leave, the gate was locked, and I was like, "Wait, don't they close at six? You were in your car. I was. In, I drove in. Uh, okay. I drove in. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, like, there's no other. You can't like just walk in there. The yeah, gate. You can. Not anymore. Any any real national city hood rat knows this the no they closed view. the back i they mean you could jump it. in but they, it's not it's not oh. open like it used to be yeah i mean that's like the best view. it used to be open but no no and i yeah i drove in because like, i'm gonna well, i'm gonna walk all that <laughs> you know <laughs> no because then i gotta park up there in the hood so i gotta park <laughs> go through the bottom and then i and i got stuck in there and I was like, what the, what the fuck do I do? I was like, I'm literally stuck in the cemetery. There was, was like nobody, there was nobody there. And I was like, dad? I was driving around. Huh? What happened to your dad? My dad was he, he, oh, in I the cemetery. Oh, I thought you he worked there. No. He was Whoa. like, oh yeah, no. changes the No, theme. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was there by myself. Oh shit. Yeah, my dad passed away. So like I was, you know, I thought visiting. you were saying you worked No, 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 <laughs> no. And so, um. I was like, what the fuck? And so I, I went to the office. And I was like, there's nobody here. And there was cars there, but there was like just, there was nobody in them. But there, there's like a groundskeeper. So how'd you end up getting No, out? there was nobody there. And then, and then I like, I called this, the number and I was like, yo, like I'm locked at the cemetery. They're like, what? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, they locked me in here. And I was like, I thought you guys closed did at six. Did they say what I did? Yeah. They were like, did you, why doesn't your dad just let you out? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, they were like, they were like, uh, what did they tell me? He's like, do you see anybody? I was like, no, and I don't want to. <laughs> I was like, I, so like, I hope I don't. Like, all these people coming at me and shit. Like, Thriller? Yeah, I was like, hell no. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess the guy that closes took off early. Oh, and he closed so early. You snitched on him. Well, what the fuck? Of course I did. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I said it was him, but I was like, well, somebody locked the fucking yeah. gate. I was like, I was right there. I was like, it wasn't like I was like hiding somewhere. You know, and, I was, yeah. and my car was right, like right in front of their, their office. Yeah. So he just probably was like, ah, fuck, I'm over it. Nobody's here. And he just took off. And I was like, God damn it. I was like, I'll fucking at the gate. I was like, help. <laughs> you would think he would have done like a check or something. Yeah. No, no. You know, some people aren't thorough with their jobs, you know, that's all you want. Just be thorough. You know, I don't think I've ever been locked in anywhere like that. You're locked in, locked in jail. Oh, a jail. So but I've I never mean, been in. There. Have I been in a jail? I've never. I don't think I've ever been. I'm definitely never been in jail like myself. But I've never been in a jail. The only thing I could, I could, and people gave me shit for it, but I was in COVID jail. I was at the. I was <laughs> at the. I was at the Crown Plaza for because I had. I had it, it was the COVID hotel. Oh, damn! They have a bunch of lawsuits to go into too. Really? For that, yeah, yeah, because they there's people who like committed who committed suicide in there. Whoa. There was a guy who was dead in there, and they didn't even know he was in there. Wow. Yeah. That's horrible. I didn't even know that that was a thing in San Diego. I didn't yeah. know they had the like a quarantine hotel. I know they yeah. did that in other countries. They wouldn't let you leave your room. Damn. And this was when I had this was 2020, so yeah. I had so I had the, the alpha. Yeah. 
And I don't, I mean, I don't think it would, I had like headaches that were fucking insane. I don't know if you've had COVID. Yeah, I got um, the, the recent one. Oh, you got the recent one. Um, yeah, I had that one. I had like terrible headaches. I had the like pressure on my chest and stuff. And I mean, obviously, we also didn't know what the fuck it was. So I was like, you know, kind of like yeah. that, like that emotional distress of like, yeah, like, am I going to die? And then if I die in this stupid fucking hotel, like I'd rather die at home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let me just fucking get the fuck out of here or something, you know, or go to a hospital at least. It sounds like like an asylum experience. A little like, bit. You hear people yelling. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> fucking crazy shit going on. And you could leave your room if you smoked, but I didn't smoke. I don't have any cigarettes. What the fuck? fuck that's literally what they said because oh, I, I, I left my room to like walk one day and i was like i'm just gonna walk like i'm gonna try you know just to fucking clear my mind they were like you gotta get back in your room i was like what i was Who like funded I the hotel the tobacco like, industry no, like, i don't know what the fuck but they're like you gotta get back in your room and i was like why and i was like because that's because you have covid i was like i know everyone here has covid i was like isn't that the <laughs> point and i was like that's, that's the point where i have covid so what the fuck who cares you know and then he was like, you can't, you only go only leave your room if you're going to smoke. I was like, you fucking serious? I told the security. And then he, I like got in, kind of got into it. But obviously he's not the fucking, he's just the yeah. messenger. Right. And I was like, look, man, I know you didn't make this rule. I was like, but look me in the fucking eyes <laughs> and tell me it's not stupid. I was like, I literally have a lung disease. If you want, whatever you want to call it. I was like, so you want me to go fucking smoke? A cigarette i want fresh air bro like i want you know what i mean i want and he's like and i was like then he was like oh these are the rules isn't that no and i just kept pushing him like tell, but it you're does this make sense to right. you that i would go smoke like a fucking cigarette grab you know? a random stick from the floor and stick it in your mouth and be no like, and i uh, saw so one time i went down there to the, the smoking area and i oh no because i had a vape ah and they were like oh no you can't smoke weed right and then i was then i was just kind of chilling and they were like, you can't be here if you're not smoking. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Like, I, it's just me and you. You're over there. Like, <laughs> just leave me alone. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? So yeah, I got escorted back to my room. Fucking locked down. So you've been in COVID jail. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then my mom brought me food and stuff like that. And then they stole it from me. I never got it. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah. up. I put in a whole complaint and everything. And my, my buddy works in the county and I was like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? That's they stole all this food from me and then they were like we never got it but they fucked up because they brought me the water jugs that my mom brought oh. and i only got the water jugs and i was like what the fuck where's the rest of it that's so fucked up whoever was like manning the desk at that time like these people have covid and you took his food because they wouldn't let you go down there and get it yourself yeah. they would have to bring it up to your room and they'd leave it outside your door or whatever i'm like fucking why don't you just leave it in an area where we go in there and then that's right. it and or in the smoking area i would yeah <laughs> i would fucking get like uber eats or something and i'd get it like two hours after it was delivered <sighs> all sweaty and shit <laughs> bags all wet and fucking just nasty the box is all soggy yeah exactly i mean taco bell till tastes the same but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> probably tastes the same coming out too yeah the shitty ass taco bell there's people talking about that fucking pizza Who goes, do you go to taco bell I don't, I haven't been to Taco Bell in a really long time. I got sick from it in college and like that was it for me. But shout out to my niece who is real. Works at Taco Bell? No, she's just real white trash. She loves her Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I can't, no, fuck that. Just go to the taco shop. Well, yeah, but she like legit enjoys Taco Bell and I judge her for it. Oh, 
The meat's all grainy, like you're eating sand. Yeah. And I'm, I love earthy flavors, but not... Like <laughs> I don't that. know if that's earthy. I think it's the opposite. <laughs> I always have this... Con- I, don't know, I asked you for the food. I was like, you're vegetarian or vegan? Yeah. Because a lot of vegans, they eat a lot of bad shit. You know, just because it's not meat or, right. or animal they, product. They but eat it's a like, lot of processed food, yeah. which I'm not a fan of. Um, I agree. I, I, I'm a snob. I judge them. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like natural, you know, but like, you know, like when you go to Mexico or something, you like, oh, you feel... Yeah. The food is just fresh. That's what right. I, I don't even, I don't like all the preservatives and shit. And yeah. You have to really know how to eat. Um, Cause there are some vegans that will eat like, you know, they'll prepare their vegetables or whatever. They will stay yeah. away from anything that comes in a package. Yeah. But a lot of like, yeah, a lot of people will eat heavily processed soy, soy products, like the fake bacon and the yeah. fake chorizo. Impossible and burgers. Cheese, the fake cheese. All of that stuff is just like really processed yeah so because they're trying to make it like so much so it could be like what you you are used to right it's like it's chemically processed um just preservatives in there yeah pretty much anything that comes in a package you should probably stay away from well i think one 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 of the best things that you could do is figure out what works for you you know i had a friend who literally she told me that she went i don't know she said vegan or vegetarian and then she said that she was going anemic same. And she was like, fuck that. Like, you know, and there's some people that are like, no, well, I'm going to try and, you know, I'm going to try to take pills and I'm gonna take iron. And, you know, she was, but she was like pretty quick with it. Like, she was like, no, fuck that. Like, if this doesn't work for me, it doesn't yeah. work for me. It's not, you know. And I was vegetarian for like a year in high school and yeah. I looked crazy. Like, it made well, me look. Well, you still look a little crazy. I did, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I looked pale. I had the Oh, you circle. could feel. Oh, you could feel. Okay. The circles under my eyes got like really dark. Um, yeah, it from just the low iron. I think so. Yeah. And I was like, I just don't. Maybe I wasn't doing it right. I mean, when I was in high school, what did I know about new proper nutrition? Yeah. Right. So I was probably just eating quesadillas like twenty four seven. Yeah, I, I don't know. I had a friend that did it in college and went vegetarian. They were just eating fucking cheese sticks and fucking <laughs> right. mozzarella sticks. I think know, if like, I did it now, I could probably pasta. manage it better, but yeah i mean it's hard i mean i think i mean i'm not even vegetarian and it's hard for me to like all prepare my meals and have you know have always be cooking and i like to cook i mean if i didn't like to cook it'd be even harder i probably should have done that when i was in law school because i I was on point with my food prep really like super oh yeah you have to be because you have to be so disciplined and i didn't want to waste time going anywhere for food and i didn't want to waste money because i was broke yeah 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 so i mean every sunday food prepped for the whole week yeah and i was just on it that's when i could have done it probably i mean when you're broke you, you food prep out of necessity <laughs> yeah or you like know? in an undergrad i didn't food prep i just napped that was, that was hey that's I was a, broke and hungry i was like fuck i guess this meal is a nap that's a that's a that's a thing uh comedians do sometimes yeah so if you go and you do a, like a weekend of shows so they'll go and, they, and then they'll fucking na- they'll sleep because they have a hotel they pay for your hotel right. whatever and then you go and you eat when you get to the comedy club and then they'll give you alcohol, whatever, and you do that thing. And then you go again the next, if you're there for three days and you just sleep yeah. until you have to like go do the show and then you get to eat there because you're trying to like, you're trying to bring, especially when you're like trying to live off of it and this is like your career, like you're trying to bring every fucking dollar home. Right. You know? And like, I remember a lot of the comedy clubs would be like, oh, like 
you can get like two drinks or whatever. I was like, can you just give me the fucking $30 and then I'll decide <laughs> if I want to, you know, or yeah. whatever. Like, oh, you can get some chicken strips or whatever, you know. And <laughs> I'm like, just give me the money and then, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're like, like, I'll go to the dollar menu. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or something. Cause, but yeah, it's like, oh, you get to fucking, like, no, fuck that, you know. <laughs> But some of them, yeah, they were like, oh, whatever you want to eat, like, and you know, obviously you get paid and, you know, whatever. Yeah. The yeah. nap, the nap is a good, uh, it was a good strategy. I stumbled upon that one. I, <laughs> I <was laughs> Life like, hack? I like, I probably was like lethargic and like passed out. And then I was like, oh shit, this works. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that was my life hack. Yeah. Damn. Life hack. You guys want to save some money? I used to, one, I used to do a, when I was in LA, just try to save money. I told people this, but I guess I just put it out there now for I used to go to um, Panda, Panda Express, mm -hmm. right? And then, like, I would get, like, the Kung Pao chicken or something. And then, like, so I'd eat the noodles and then, like, maybe some orange chicken and then the Kung Pao, some of the chicken. And I would still get left with, like, you know, the... because yeah, they pile that. Yeah, so they'll do, like, the, the, the onions, the peppers and shit like that. And I would save that and then I would make a meal with that. I'll make some rice and then have, you know what I mean? So then I can... You gotta get you know, creative. And then go buy some tuna and, yeah, I was trying to trying to survive i need to take a break yeah. okay you know so anyway we're, we're back a little bathroom break um um if you want to i know that you brought some some information obviously it's a good a good thing to put out right now or to talk about um after this whole um you know supreme court ruling on on abortion um one thing that i wanted to kind of tell people or just you know because i had put like you gotta be you gotta be mad at the right people you know, and people, like I said, they get, they, they throw shit at people that aren't the right, you know, the right people. They're like, right. who is truly responsible for how this turned out, you know, or like when I hate when people are like, I don't like politics. And then some shit like this comes up and they're outraged. Right. It's like, well, this is politics. Like, exactly. this, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. So this has to do with you not voting. This has to do with you not paying attention. You know, I, the whole time, like, and there's, there's going to be more shit that's going to happen because trump put so many not just the supreme court justices but you know justices at the state level and everything that he right. appointed a lot of them i think he i think in the history he's the um, president who's appointed the most judges it's something like that i could be wrong but i'm just gonna Back say it like that. i'm right <laughs> he definitely check. did put i think the most supreme court justices because he got three picks that is a lot i don't know if it's the most ever yeah. but yeah i mean and obviously it's making an impact yeah so that's exactly what a lot of people a lot of lawyers i'll say were really concerned when trump was president because we really understand the impact that the supreme court has on daily life right and i think that's where i think that's where the frustration kind of stemmed with people not realizing how much of your daily life is impacted yeah. by the Supreme Court's decisions, right? This is the law of the land. Just like you know, yeah. I said earlier, jokingly, that we're law enforcement because we enforce the Constitution. The law, like the Constitution, the way you interpret it, and these Supreme Court decisions are what are implemented on your everyday, right? Yeah. I mean, from your the way that schools are funded, right? What's taught in schools... And your health rights, your privacy rights. Yeah. And, and that's where Roe v. Wade kind of comes into play with this case that overturned it. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people don't even realize is how I'm not trying to do a whole like America's fucking amazing and we're blessed and you lucky to be here. But we 
there's a reason why we're there is because people fight for this shit. Right. There's a reason why we have these freedoms and everything like that. Because even like not, Canada doesn't even have freedom of speech. Like that's such a big deal that we don't even we don't un- comprehend the magnitude of having freedom of speech. Right. You know what I mean? Which is a big fucking deal. A lot of people are like, well, yeah, you could just say they think it's just you could just say whatever you want, which is that's actual speech and speaking. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, that's moving yeah, your mouth. I have freedom of speech. And this is, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's that's different. You know what I mean? Because then you have, you know, if you're doing, you know, people are like, oh, I have the right to protest. It's like, yeah, but no. Because you have right. to go through the means of like, you know, like you can't right. just march down downtown because they can't arrest you. Like, hey, you're impeding traffic or whatever. Right. Like, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so with this decision, I mean. Where do you start? <laughs> where, exactly. Where do I start? I'll start with the name because I don't think most people know the name of the case. And it's the Dobbs State Health Officer of the Mississippi Department of Health versus Jackson Women's Health Org. Okay. So that's the case. That's the decision that overturns Casey and overturns Roe v. Wade. Um, and I mean, I don't know. Should I turn this into like a, like just, a law lesson? Yeah, Basically fuck it. Yeah, I think, I think, well, I, I, uh, yes and no. I, I mean, yeah, yes, because I want you to, I know earlier we, before we started recording, you were like, people have to realize of how this isn't just like, you can't just, it's not just about abortions. It's not just about, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I think that that's obviously a good thing for people to, people to know, people to hear. Yeah. So when a decision like this is handed down, it's not just the ultimate decision. So it's not just, this is what we're holding, right? That's, that's the rule that you're creating. It's called a holding, but it's also how they got there. Mm-hmm. And so if they create this formula of how to make decisions, to get to a holding. Yeah. That then can be replicated in other cases. So it like sets the precedence of like. That's, yeah. Yeah. So you're setting the precedent. You're setting the blueprint of how future cases will be decided or how future cases are going to be undone. Well, it's in just the same how a lot of cases were um, kind of like they use Roe v. Wade to say because of Roe v. Wade, that's why this is. Exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. And, and Roe v. Wade, what it did was. It, it broke down the right to abortion and it categorized it as a privacy right. Mm -hmm. So basically, for example, your ability to have sex with whoever you want in your house. Yeah. That's a privacy right. And so these are the rights that are not within the constitution, but are fundamental rights. Yeah. Right. So... Um, and there's other things that play into f- to privacy rights, like gay marriage. Mm-hmm. That's a privacy right. It's not in the Constitution, right? But it's something that uh, is is a personal choice that you practice in your privacy of your home, say, that should be your right to practice that the government should not impede on. Yeah. And so that's why this case that overturn- overturns Casey and overturns Roe v. Wade is so dangerous. Yeah, because it basically I mean, for for various reasons, it's just wild the way that it's broken down. Um, So I have the case in front of me and I'm just kind of like going to scroll through it and, and hit some of the highlights. And the way that attorneys are able to download cases is this is like 170 pages in front of me. But at the beginning of every case, <laughs> get ready for this uh, f- five hour yeah, podcast. Five guys. Hour, we'll, we'll be here all week. Um, Article two. <laughs> 
But we like the search engines that we use also break it down. So you'll have like the summary up front, yeah, which yeah. is what I'm going to scroll through. And then you have like the actual walkthrough of yeah. well, who wrote the opinion and what they're saying about, about the opinion. Right. So, um, Roe v. Wade gives you your right to abortion as a right to privacy. And they're saying that that comes from the fourth, the fifth, the ninth, and the 14th amendment. So these are amendments, uh, and the 14th amendment specifically is the one that I'm talking about because it says whatever's not in the constitution, just because it's not there, doesn't mean it's not a, a, a fundamental right. What's the 14th? So. Oh man. <laughs> it's your due process rights. Is it? Yes. In simple terms. Okay. So this is the, uh, is this wrong? The 14th Amendment ratified 1968 granted citizenship to all persons born naturalized in the United States. Um, it's possible, yeah, because that, that would fall under a due process, right? Oh, okay. But what it does, due process gives this you... guaranteed all citizens equal protection of the laws. Yeah. Okay. And so, so there's, yeah, there's another so. court case that talks about like, okay, if you're born in the U.S., if your parents are not U.S. citizens and you're born in the U.S., are, does this fall yeah onto you so again i mean that's another that's a great point why this case is so dangerous yeah so that's that's kind of why i wanted you to talk about it because it's like those little things that we don't think about everyone's yeah. just like you oh, shut down pen parenthood it's like it's bigger than just it's way bigger than that so pen even if you're even if you're anti-abortion the way that this law was decided should concern you yeah um, so yeah, the 14th amendment, it's the due process clause and it gives you procedural rights and substantive rights. So your actual rights, but also like the steps to protect you is mm -hmm. what procedural rights are. And it's what your liberty, so life, liberty, and property, right? Yeah, liberty yeah. falls under this. So this case, uh, breaks it down and says, you know, do, is this really a liberty? Like, is this the freedom that the constitution in, intended for people to have mm -hmm. and it's saying no so i mean but you think about that like as people that are able to give birth right because we know now that not, it's not just women mm -hmm. majority women i would say but it's not just women that that give birth like if you're a person that gives birth you now don't have the liberty to choose that you don't have the freedom to choose that that's wild yeah Right, because you can apply that to different things. So one of the things that the court went into in this opinion is saying, we um, we disagree with Roe v. Wade because in Roe v. Wade, what they did is they considered all of these things that are irrelevant, which were, quote, like societal norms of the time. Mm -hmm. They're saying what really matters, and this is what they're saying without saying it, what matters is the real America. Mm-hmm. What matters is what the Constitution stood for and what the drafters of the Constitution intended at the time that the Constitution was drafted. Who was in the room when yeah. the Constitution was drafted? Yeah. Not well, women. It's, well, it's not even that. It's just like, like, you know, we talk about, like when you were talking about the cops earlier, right? And we're like, we're like, oh, back in fucking 2003 or something. Even that to me is like, oh, well, times were different. You know, it's like, and that was what fucking now shit what is that 19 years ago yeah you know and it's like in so much has happened just to say so much has happened in the past 10 years right six years 
It's for people to try to like things change, right? And right. you think, oh, we got to go with what these old guys fucking said, right. you know? And that's terrifying. Why is that thought process terrifying? Because if you're saying, no, we need to implement laws that were intended at the time that this country was founded. Yeah. Okay. By uh, uh, using the considerations of the time when the constitution was, was drafted. Well, then that and and does you know um that 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 would make us revert back to slavery that would make us revert back to segregation yeah because those are not things that were intended it was not part of the the legislature it was not part of the common law yeah so if you're saying that in this case that it you know abortion should not be legal because it was not something that was contemplated well, that doesn't make sense. It's, I mean, and, and I understand the politics of this too. You have to kind of step back. It doesn't have to make sense, right? What they're doing is like after the fact reasoning. Mm -hmm. This is what we want. Now let's find a justification oh, yeah, yeah. for it. Because there's no other explanation. And But if you're applying this reasoning, that's really scary. And that's really terrifying to say that we can't consider any new information. We can't consider the culture of the times. We can't, so then yeah. I'm going to disregard the science or, you know, because you're going back to, again, what these like white wasp men, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant men yeah. intended. Well, but I think they're, you're, you're always going to get the argument of the people that are like, yeah. <laughs> well they're yeah. like yeah that's how things are supposed that's to be and that's America. how you know that's how that's how things should be that's what they intended for right but then you know again then that's where i kind of wanted you to kind of come in on the sense of on the side of like okay cool what about this what about this other right what about you know what i mean because i feel like a lot of people like like one of the fucking most dangerous words right now is socialism right but there's so many socialistic services that we have. I mean, the, the police force, the fire department. Right. We love the fire department, right? Because they come to save you and they're, they're the good guys. They're not arresting you, whatever. We love that. But that's a socialistic thing, right? Fucking sidewalks. Uh, you know what I mean? The roads. Sidewalks like, are, are natural parks, are yeah. dams, uh, a lot of our water systems, right? Although we're built during the Great Depression. Like yeah. those, were all, those were all social um, programs, yeah. social, social welfare programs, right? Yeah. And so, but, and that's what I'm saying is like COVID relief. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, COVID yeah, testing. of course, of course. That's yeah. all welfare. Yeah. All that stuff. And, and I think like, like, like we said, until it affects you, then you go like, oh, well, oh no, but I'm this and that. I was like, well, our when, free public education that everybody in America is so proud of. Yeah. Well, now they're trying to shift away from that though. Right. They go, oh, go to charter schools because, you know, oh, fuck the public schools. Just pay us and we'll give you a better education. You know, like if you just pay for it, you'll get a better education. And that's what they're trying to move towards. So that way they can make people pay. Right. You know, you got to bring it in closer. So, um, yeah, sorry. Like hit my cheek yeah, with the sorry. mic. Um, yeah, I mean, privacy rights are concerning because, I mean, you think about the other things that it could play into. Yeah. Education is one, right? Or any any uh, regulations as far as raising your child, how many children you can have? Oh, like you know what China. I mean? Those are yeah, like China. Those are privacy rights, and yeah. that's kind of intertwined with with the abortion ruling, right? You're you're bleeding into somebody's right to choose. So <laughs> wait, but then they tell you how many children you can have, but then 
if you can't, right. you know, then uh, so pretty I mean, sure you <laughs> But this is where we're going. I mean, yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. the reasoning that you're going to apply as far as infringing on somebody's privacy, right? That's one. Interracial marriage is another one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's not who something that was contemplated, marry. but that's a privacy right, is who you get to marry. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's concerning. And if you're going to revert that far back, then this should really be raising alarms for people. And I mean, it, and it goes, the ruling goes like further into, you know, now we have to consider this because it's a moral issue, mm -hmm. right? It's, this is not a scientific issue. And the way that Roe broke it down made it a scientific issue. That's concerning. Because whose moral issue? Yeah. Which religion are we talking about now? Mm -hmm. Okay, another red flag. So, again, like these are things that if you apply to any other issue, I mean, if this was like, okay, we're going to judge this by moral standards, by Jewish moral standards. Okay. Yeah. In the Jewish religion, you are allowed to have abortions. Yeah, I think I saw some... Uh a panel of like uh, religious, everybody was a different religion and they were talking about how it, you know, how, how each religion actually, what the rule is. And I think even the, the Vatican just put out a statement that said, you know, you st you have to value the life of, of, of the mom. And because if there is the case of like, you know, the mom's in danger, you know, and needs to get an abortion, you have to value the life of the mom like you know that's it's a it's a it's a life and that's basically what the church is saying so it's like it's like one of those things to where like like hey my homie said you're a bitch <laughs> or something and then you like look at me like i never said that like you know it's just like what the hell you're using them to claim to use your claim like you know what i mean like but yet they're not even backing up the, the what they're saying yeah you know they're using the church and even the church is saying we didn't say that you know yeah so, I mean, there, I mean, the other huge issue I have with this ruling is that they're saying uh, when people interpret Roe v. Wade, they come up with a different result several times. So it's not consistent. And that's another reason why we need to throw this case out the window. So do you think, and I probably just because I just wanted to be optimistic about it. Do you think that because that changed, now there's a way that we can make a new structure for it that's going to be better and more more ironclad that can be, you know, harder to fucking break. I mean, yeah. I mean, if the, that, that was always a possibility though. Yeah. The issue is that Roe v. Wade as precedent. Sure. It, it incorporated, um, the different stages of pregnancy and how that comes into play. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then Casey kind of tried to clean that up. But the thing is, when science develops, you still have the ability to add new case law that further defines the science. And what you do is you overrule in part. Yeah. Right. So the fundamental right to abortion can still stick. And all you're changing is how you get there. Right. Like what is um, what is life? You know, when does life begin? Yeah, 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 yeah. So those questions can still be modified and added. Um, but the ability to have the precedent there with the fundamental right of abortion would be crucial for you to even 
clean up that 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 issue right yeah and, and improve the science and we do that all the time with things um so that's like this reasoning in this case is so flawed because they're saying you know yeah as far as like when life begins it was too it was too inconsistent so you know that's why we need to throw this out the window but that's such bs because that's that's why i'm a lawyer right i go and i argue cases and i interpret what those cases mean yeah so every time somebody argues a case the outcome is going to be different we don't throw out every single case because of that like that's the yeah. point of, of what lawyering does and that's what we do so using that as an excuse to throw roe v wade out is also just it's bs yeah say, you know the outcome was not always the same okay that's that's what the law is that's why we have appeals in cases right yeah that's why you overrule in part so and it, like i said you can argue a case and you can use a case so you know i can say i'm using this part of roe v wade but i'm not going to use you know the third element or whatever it may mm -hmm. be so i mean yeah um i feel like i'm getting like really in the weeds with it um but I encourage people to really break things down and understand whether you're for it or against it and like reach out and ask questions, um, reach out to people that you know that might be more well-versed, you know, in, yeah. in the history of it. But I, like I said before, I think that there's people that are just going to dig in their heels and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to try to find more information or any conflicting information, right? They're just going to be like, ah, you're crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's that's like our culture that we have now. Everybody wants quick answers. Yeah. But the issue is this is something that's going to affect everybody's life um, moving forward. Right. It's it's a historical change and shift in our country. And like the way that it was brought up is concerning. So take the time to look into it. Because it's something that's going to, you're going to complain about it in the future. And by the time you're complaining about it, it's going to be too late. Yeah. And well, that, that's it's like, like once it affects you, like you said, it's not yeah. until it affects you. That you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? You know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and that's unfortunate, but it takes work. And we're such a like society that wants quick validation. Uh, we want quick answers. We want the Instagram or TikTok lifestyle where it's like i want to know something and i want to know it in 30 seconds yeah yeah and that's that's not where it's at boo boo yeah <laughs> it, takes, it takes a lot more and that, i mean and that's kind of why i have i do this because this is like hey take your time let's talk about it let's you know let's we don't have to say it in 30 seconds you know because then people i mean you always get people that are like oh how, what are we going to talk about for that long it's just like well <laughs> you know what i mean that's the whole thing is like Figuring it out, right? And then having those conversations, whether we agree or disagree, right? But actually going into your full discussion. Because sometimes, like I said, even the people that you quote unquote disagree with, you might find out that you actually agree with them, but you're not willing to have the discussion. Oh, yeah. And you that's, know? that's important. I mean, that's such an important part of lawyering is we may disagree with the other side a lot. But you have to clench your teeth and listen to what they're asking for and the way that they see things yeah. for the benefit of your client. Because it it's not and it's hard to be invested in a case or a situation and to have to remove yourself enough to understand that it's not about you. 
it's about your client. So you have to listen to yeah. the other side and then, okay, let's come well, to a middle Because it depends on what their argument is, right? And what they're right. fighting because they, there's like certain cases where they're not even like the actual crime is not even what they're arguing. Yeah, they'll exactly. be like They'll be like, yeah, he didn't do it, but this other shit over here. And you're just like, oh shit. Like they're not even trying to prove that he did it. They're trying yeah. to prove that he did some other shit. And that because of that, he owes her a million dollars yeah, or whatever. They'll be like, yeah, uh, we understand this is not a big deal, but like this person needs to replace a window and it's like 1500. I'm like, cool. If we pay that, can we make this go away? Cause you get it. Like that sucks. People that are like working, yeah. hardworking people, they don't just yeah, have yeah. that laying around. So like if we can, fix the situation maybe we both win yeah you know and and does that suck for a client sometimes yeah but you know what sucks more a felony yeah (laughs) exactly yeah yeah because that's just that carries on right where you're like oh i don't want to fucking pay them this and that you know yeah you have to be real with your situation and your goals um but learning from the other side whether it's like in my profession or in politics um it's important because you it's chess it's not checkers you know yeah you have to learn how to strategize and politics is all strategy it's a dirty game but you have to know how to one-up somebody and know how to leverage what you have if you know um i mean if if people had known how this was going to affect the Supreme Court, maybe they would have they would have pushed. That was for a dramatic effect. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they would have pushed for like Ruth Bader Ginsburg to retire sooner. Yeah, and that was a whole. That's another. Thing. That's a whole other thing. But it is. I mean, you have to. Because didn't I? I think I think uh, Barack Obama had asked her, and she was like, "No, fuck off." Right, but I mean, as the American people to put pressure on that i mean i guess if we're if we're gonna talk get into that i think you know from you know from what you know from the liberal side i think you always see a lot of dirty shit that goes down from the conservative side and then the liberals aren't willing to fucking if you're fighting if you're in a dirty fight you got to fight dirty back like you're not you know what i mean you got to fight what's your so idea every, of fighting every, back dirty well, with some like like for example, like uh, uh, you know Mitch McConnell pushing out uh, you know Barack's uh, pick for the Supreme Court. Yeah. Right. And then when they had it, then the Democrats were like, "Oh, you guys are being unfair. We didn't do that to you." They're like, and then they're just like, "Yeah, we don't give a fuck." <laughs> well, you did this to us, like, w- well, you know, the, the, how come you guys did it? And they're just like, because we don't give a fuck. And then the Democrats are like, well, that's unfair. Instead of just being like, no, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they yeah. just, they try to point it out. Like, if it's like, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to, like, somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, you got us. They yeah. don't care. They don't give a shit. That's what they need to understand, that they don't what? give a shit. They're going to, they want to get what they want and that they don't, by any means necessary. And we're over here trying to play by the rules, right? Where they got fucking, you know, they got 15-year-olds on their little league team. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't have, like, you're not playing by the rules, bro. Yeah, you but, know? but they wore kente class, so... They what? They wore the the Kente. Oh okay. god! <laughs> so yeah, and there was know, the wrong ones. It was the wrong, is over. It was the wrong ones. <laughs> the ones oh. the ones that they wore were. Did you hear that? No, I didn't, you didn't know that. No, what, what, what the you ones mean? that they wore were from like this like uh, like country that does a lot of like uh I don't know what it was. Um, I, I should look it up that way we don't spread fake news. <laughs> You're a responsible host. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Uh, um, what was it? Fuck, why am I blanking on her name? I can't. I'm smoking too much. 
Um, uh, oh, what's Pelosi? Her? Yeah, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, wrong. Wrong African. What are they? Kente? Kun? Oh, the, yeah, Ghana's. Another Democratic. Criticized. Kente Stoles, okay. Fact check. Yeah. Have ties to West African slave trade. Oh. I mean, that's on brand with America, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> a, you know, some people wear like the, you know, people go to Mexico or something, they're like, ah, they buy like shit. And you're like, what are you wearing? You're just like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I love Mexico. I go to Cabo all the time. <laughs> I always get those people. Oh, I love Mexico. And then, oh, well, I mean, that's another discussion, I guess. Well, my friend, he lived, well, he lived in Guadalajara. Now he lives in Cancun, but he he went to high school uh, with me. And uh, he was like, what people don't talk about is, he was like, the millions of illegals that live in Mexico, yeah. illegal Americans that go over there to retire. Yeah, the expats. Yeah. But they don't do it legally. They just leave and they still getting their social security yes. and they're just like living out there because it's cheaper. And they're buying beachfront property under which they shouldn't have. They do these like hundred year leases um, or like a 300 year lease, which is you're basically buying it, bro. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's how they do it. I heard they're like um, something they were doing was like you. they were letting them buy. And then like after six years, it was a review and then they would be like, yoink. No. The government was taking them back from some of these. I mean, that would be pretty like clutch. That would be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it sucks because some people are like actual like, you know, somebody like like you or something that you're like, oh, I can buy property and, you know, because you have family or something. I'm a and Mexican citizen. So you're a citizen? I am. Are you dual citizen or were I'm you born dual, over there? I'm a dual citizen. Were you born over there or here? I was born here. Okay. Yeah. You're So, yeah, you can get the, I could get it because my parents are. Do it. Yeah. Highly suggest it because I'm not going to afford a house here. You're going to afford a house here? Yeah. I, I ain't that rich. Oh, well. I don't know if I'll ever be that rich. You don't think so? I think so. Houses are like a milli in the hood. No, you could be that. No, you could get a nice house. What are you looking for? But why would I want to live just to pay a mortgage? Well, no, but you could get a nice house for like half a million or something. Where, boo? National City. No. Yeah. Have you looked for houses? Yeah, there's, let there's me houses. You, let me tell you the process. That's the price tag. Now you got to outbid all these mofos who are thirsty for a house like you. Well, but there's cash offers coming in or whatnot, but. But if the bids are hard. The guys that are, I tried. I've put bids in on houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't. I didn't win any. And then I was like, I'm going to Mexico after this. Um, but yeah. I'm mean, buying a van. I'm buying a van. <laughs> I'm living in my van. I'm a traveling lawyer. Um, I love my van. <laughs> I, guess I know. You're always posting your van. I'm obsessed <laughs> with my van. This is good. Let's transition. Shout out to Short Bus Inc. Oh, Ryan. I saw you shout him out. I followed him. It looks cool. That I've always. He's I very sweet too. Yeah. I mean, obviously with the gas prices right now. it's. Just oh, like, I know. That does hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I love my van. It just makes it so easy for me to um, get out and surf. Well, because you're like an active person. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're not. <laughs> well, I'm saying you're active in the sense. Well, I'm, I mean, kind of. You're but like sexually. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> no, um, like you know, like to get. I, 
because i've gone like kayaking and stuff like that but like to me it's something oh it's an achinga you know what i mean it's well, like that's that. why i love the van yeah that's what i'm saying now i don't even need it makes to it easy for you my, to do stuff yeah i don't need to strap my surfboard to the roof like which, yeah. which used to kind of like make me drag my feet now i just like can stuff yeah. it in the front and um what's that well i mean i don't i guess a good transition into the stuff that uh that uh, galindez is doing uh, Jonathan, you've been working yeah. with him a lot, right? Yeah. You, if you, already, you, you shout out, shout out to his organization. Shout out to for the neighborhood, Jonathan Galendez, my boy. Um, also, yeah, uh, Sweetwater alum. Also, Suhai alum, same year as me. Um, so that's such a great project. Um, he had this dream project, and he had told me about it that he wanted to take kids from the hood. Yeah, and take them out to surf because the reality is, and I don't want to like steal his thunder. He should definitely do this. I well, I think he's a busy dude, so I've been trying to get him in here. Maybe he just doesn't want to come. No. Oh, I'll probably I'll get make a, this happen. I'll probably if it. As I told him we could of, do his on Zoom too. We yeah. could do it on Zoom if that's easier for him. No, we'll make this happen. I'll yeah. make it happen. Okay. Um, because I think I'm his manager. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think the whole thing is also like for him to spread the word too. You know, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't want to. You know, I mean, he's the thing is, it's his. He's like humble background. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like you like kind of, you got to promote it, man. You could give the gist of what it is, and yeah. obviously, if but I mean, what your experience has been like doing it too. You yeah. Know? So I mean, he had this dream project to get kids from the neighborhood and bring them out and teach them how to surf and like not only teach them how to surf but have people that look like them. Yeah. Help them through the process. Because I, I can't swim, and people always ask me like, "Why can't you swim?" I'm like, I. Well, when the fuck was I going to learn to swim? Yeah. And like, that's the thing. We were so close to the beach, but just now the public transportation to the beach got better. Yeah. But it was a whole show to, I remember. And that's why when in high school, if we went to the beach, we fucking slept at the beach because there was like, there was no transportation. It would uh, stop at the, uh, like, Oh, like if you stayed something. late. Yeah. yeah. If you stayed late, you're asked out. You know, what was dope though. Back in the days, bonfires were way cooler. Yes. Yes. Now there's all these rules. They used to yeah. be fucking well, that, fun. We would have a bonfire and then we would just sleep there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I remember we burned a couch once. <laughs> it was a big ass fire Coronado. It was like, ah, <laughs> jump over it. Like, it was all stupid. Yeah. Dr drinking fucking uh, sparks and fucking. <laughs> Mad dogs. Southern comfort. Oh, no. Some schnapps. Irk and jerk. Irk and jerk. E and J. Oh. Anyway, so to <laughs> anyways, the, about these kids, uh, well, to <laughs> try to help the kids. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he he wanted to do this right. Then, it kind of got sparked by um, some kids that got killed in Barrio Logan, right? And then we had I I met with some of like the community organizers in Logan. Mm -hmm. and they're like, we need something for our kids to do. I was like, I got you. My boy Jonathan wants to do something. So I was like, dude whatever help you need i got you yeah so you know i i helped him on the back end to do um to get things moving he like hustled to get covered like basically cover his ass and like uh, liability wise yeah, or? i created a waiver for him yeah, yeah. um kind of like walked him through the process As i i've worked with a lot of organizations before a lot of nonprofits. yeah so kind of guidance in that way and also just like legwork in the beginning right like whatever yeah. you need you need help picking up stuff whatever um and then i, I got a van this is before my van <laughs> oh damn pre-van i know pre-van days <laughs> um and my sister also like stepped in to like hook yeah. him up with some stuff she has a nonprofit too so same thing kind of like okay. this is how it's done 
Um, and you know, he do you, do you, what does it take? I don't know if this is maybe um, off, but like, does he have a 501c? Is it 501c for? So that's what he's working on right okay. now. Okay. So do you know what is that like a longer process or what is that? It's paperwork. Okay. So you have to process it. I think now it's a little bit more streamlined because of COVID. Some things okay. worked out better because of Because I want to do I want to do one for me. Yeah, for, dude. Cuz I I I don't know if I told you I've done for the past like what, 6 years now? Yeah. I do I I fundraise for National City right. Families, yeah. Yeah. And I've never like you know, I just do it myself and I try I mean, right now it's pretty small, you know, you know but it, I wanted it to like, can I link it up to to my to do like an LLC? you know or incorporate the podcast and then have it live under that as well or how or what what would be the you know that's what i was trying to figure out yeah I mean, or if i could even get that 501c for can. them people to donate and then i can write that off to, yeah. as a donation you definitely can let's like i'll i'll help you through that okay i think like that's gonna end up being a niche of mine it's gonna be nonprofit work oh, okay yeah um but yeah i mean it's definitely worth it to do that the paperwork because then you you pay so much out of pocket to be kind, right? And I think that's what kind of keeps people held back. Because they're like, no, I do this because I care. But yeah, like, yeah. But like, yeah, boo-boo. But like, you're burning a hole through your parking. It's uh, it's not sustainable. The point, yeah, The yeah. point of formalizing your nonprofit is to make it sustainable so you can do more good for longer. Yeah. Right? So like, your office will be a tax write-off and all of that. Well, and I think I want to, you know, for what I'm doing, I want to keep it to be an, a true nonprofit, right? Yeah. Not be a fucking, you know, oh, well, you know, I have to write off my, uh, you know, half a million dollar salary. And, <laughs> right. uh, you know, because a lot of these. And that's you where know, your bylaws are really important. Re and I'm pretty good now at writing. Those. I remember I had, I used to have a joke, I, you know, when those, those cringy uh, old Facebook um, statuses come up from like, you said this in 2008 oh, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to, I had this. I had this joke that I was like, wait, why does Susan G. Coleman need a party bus? Like, well, what is, you know what I mean? Like, is that helping the cause that she has this, these sick ass fucking wrapped buses and, yeah. and the, the players are wearing pink. Like, did we not know about breast cancer? Like we need more awareness. Shouldn't we need more like, you know, push like, to the actual cure to the studies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not for like the, the marketing director of, you know, yeah, exactly. That's a big problem with homelessness. Some but, of these guys that are in charge of helping homelessness and, and, and finding solutions have your fucking sick ass me, salary. You let know, let me speak into the mic. Maybe okay. it's because the county gives that funding to the DA's office that then prosecutes the homeless. Well, well I'm not even talking about this. This I'm talking about in general, right? Like as a there's all these organizations that are you know, meant to help the homeless people. I actually then, don't think there's a lot in San Diego. And I'm just speaking from my experience, right? Because a lot of my clients are homeless. Yeah. And I, I struggle to find resources. Where are they? Where's where's the program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying that there are like a, like the, you know, and I'm not trying to get political of like either was, but like Black Lives Matter, they had, they were like, oh, there's two Black Lives Matters. There's this one that's like the, corporate one and then this one that's it's still like the non-profit one or oh, whatever yeah. yeah so they're like this is the legit one like so it's like yeah. even even within that yeah they were differentiating you know yeah. but the, i mean to go back to your original point like you want it to be a true non-profit that's where bylaws are super important right because okay. it states your mission statement and also keeps things in check so that the mission is what really matters well because people always you know i think i think there's very honest people out there too that want to donate 
right? And they'll donate to someone like Susan G. Coleman or something because they're like, well, I don't know who, where do I, you know. This goes back to the people don't want to do their own research, so. Well, it also goes back to people putting their name out there and advertising it, right? Yes, Jonathan. (laughs) Michelle. I'm getting better. I actually just like revamped taking pictures to like update my social media yeah and my, yeah my website presence and saying yes to stuff like this <laughs> and, you know putting myself out there yeah. and i have a little bit more time now too which helps but yeah it is uncomfortable it is it's it's tough it's tough to pimp yourself out it's it feels and i think it's because of where we come from maybe you know because yeah. you're just like ah like you know i'll help you out and i know you're being humble you think you you don't you don't want to humble brag you don't want to like push it out there you know my goal is to get like my one of my mentors daniel iredell she's on prime watch daily she does the podcast with and i'm like oh that's so fucking cool and she's just amazing like she's like really yeah captivating to listen to she's super brilliant but i'm like that's where i need to be yeah <laughs> And she's a fan favorite. She actually oh, is a really? fan favorite. Oh, like uh, not just three uh, people <laughs> ask for her. <laughs> no, you're a fan favorite. A lot of people ask. A lot of people, lot of people appreciate it. And you were in the, you know, you were in the, um, you were still in the COVID crowd. Yeah, I was. You know, so yeah, we did a, it via video. Good, last good time. to get it in person. But I mean, like I said, it's all those like putting it to towards towards your community, right? And that's why I wanted to be like National City. I mean. To this day, I, I've probably helped over what, like thirty-five families, and yeah. we give them like at least, which now with inflation, like this last year, I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. We, we used to do like two hundred fifty dollars worth of uh, of groceries. Now that's and like that's year, like I a did, chicken. No, this last year potatoes. I had to do like four hundred for a family. I was like, "Fuck!" Because it was like a bigger family. I was like, "I need to buy. I need to buy more stuff," you know. Um, but we have yet to run out of families in right. one city, you know, right. national city. It's not like, Oh, you know, we're, that's it. We're good. Right. You know? So that's why I want to link up also with like Jonathan and other organizations to where we could, you know, if there is extreme cases within those, you know, kids or whatever, then you'd be like, okay, maybe we should help them out. Yeah. You know? I just like, I guess my concept and I had other friends that were doing like Turkey giveaways right? or like, Hey, we're giving out bikes and stuff like that. But I, for me, like, I'd rather be like, would I rather give these five families a turkey each or just one family give them like, hey, you're going to have groceries for a month? Yeah. You know, and I felt like I was like, there's already people giving out turkeys. There's a lot of and people that, doing that. So I'm like, they got it covered. That makes a you huge know? impact because, OK, you're alleviating their expenses for a month. Now that money can go towards maybe, I don't know, maybe they owe back rent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or their cell phone bills or Wi-Fi for their kids to do homework yeah and yeah. I, we did like you know also like christmas presents mm. you know for the kids because they're like the kids probably weren't going to get anything and you know this like i mean this ties into everything because like childhood poverty like those are the kids that are get sucked into crime like those those become my clients yeah well so if you're alleviating that you're you're preventing it well it's also if we want to tie it back into mental health right Cause I think that when you're in a situation like that and you're a kid and maybe there is a lot of, you know, maybe domestic, you know, I'm not going to say violence, but maybe disputes, your parents are fighting a lot because of money. Um, you know what I mean? You kind of seen, or I know I've heard before there's like, Hey, nobody gives a shit about us. Yeah. You know, there's no people, people just want shit. Be careful. They're just trying to steal shit from you. And then I, you know, someone like us show up and we're just like, here you go. We don't expect anything in return. Yeah. You know, and I've had older kids 
that like maybe in you know teens or whatever and those are the ones that like have, oh hey you know what if you're able ever able to help somebody you know you do it right you know like make sure you're able to you know if you can lend a helping hand to somebody else that's all we ask for you and know that's that's huge um something that i have i'm proud to like have begun to specialize in that is the overlap between mental health and criminal justice right yeah because you know, I have to read those studies and I have to become proficient in mm -hmm. explaining to a judge, like my client made this decision, made this wrong decision because she grew up poor. Mm -hmm. She didn't have enough to eat. And that trauma of childhood poverty. And sometimes there's more than that, right? Yeah. You have the poverty and then you might have like abandonment from a father or sexual abuse, anything to that extent. It literally blunts their brain and their brain development, which yeah. then impacts their ability to make correct decisions and think out the repercussions of their decisions, even as a 26 year old. So, yeah. you know, having to explain that to, to a judge. It's fascinating to, to really see their minds too, when yeah. you're like, man, you're an adult, bro. And right. some of the decisions that they make and the things that they believe yeah. And, and that's something that we're really starting to learn now is we thought, okay, well, you're 18 now. You need to, you should yeah. be able to act I was right. a fucking dumbass when I was 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always say that to people. People are like, oh, like, I remember thinking I was so grown. I was 21 and I could drink. I was like, right. yeah. thinking back now, I was like, damn, I was a dumbass. And now we know that. Now we know? know that not just from personal experience, yeah, yeah. but scientifically it's like you your brain is not fully developed until you're 26. You, you're not really. An what do they say that? Like, uh, like when you go to college, right. And they have to like, you get all these fucking loans and that shit. I was just and, saying that, you know, and, and so predatory. three weeks ago I had to ask to go to the bathroom. Can I please go to the bathroom? <laughs> like, you know, and now it's like, Oh yeah, now go ahead and fucking figure out your whole life. Yeah. You, like, know? you sign your life away to this you know, indentured servant. Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck. I don't, I don't, and you went to law school, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not. I'm laughing at cheap. your loans. Sorry, well, I'm crying at them. Yeah, yeah. it's tough, but it's messed up. You're 18 and you're, I didn't know what I was 100% did not know what I was signing. Yeah, Maybe and you're also, they also make you believe, smarter. right, that you're just like, hey, but you, you'll be fine. You're gonna, you're gonna get American a degree way. and you're gonna pay it all back, and you yeah. know what I mean. It's like and you can't go. You can't declare bankruptcy on them. I mean, I wonder how that decision turned out. There was a decision that was on appeal where somebody declared bankruptcy mm. to clear their student loans. But you, as of now, I don't think you can. I don't know. I, I'll check on that decision. They're still um, frozen. I know that right, right now, now they're in deferment. But yeah. somebody actually declared bankruptcy and had their student loans wiped out. But, really? But then it was like taken up on appeal, and that's the last that I heard of it. But I know that that sounded super enticing to me. That's also why there's expats in Mexico. A lot of people running away from their student loans. Oh, really? Well, they're going to, you know, other yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, I would never give legal advice to that effect. <laughs> but there are, I know that there are countries that do not extradite for such crimes. Mm. So you can't get deported to the U.S. for stuff like that. I used, I used to watch Narcos and then there was all they were fighting. Pablo Escobar was fighting the extradition. Yeah. Yeah. Extradition's a trip. I've I've worked on well, cases. We got Chapo over here. Yeah. Well, those are like more serious cases. And also you have to be in a country that permits extradition. And Mexico does this weird thing where like 
That's so, that's so crazy though, right? That they were like, you keep talking shit, we're going to send you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Is that even your own country? It's like, yeah, but yeah. like Mexico does this thing where it's like, we won't extradite you, meaning we won't send you. But if they, if the U.S. government literally kidnaps you, we will look the other way. So you'll have like U.S. forces go in and literally like I thought that was illegal. Kidnap people. No, it's not. I thought because like what's his name got in trouble for it? Uh, Dog the bounty hunter. Oh well, he's not a U.S. Well, official. Though. Well, I guess he doesn't. But, he wouldn't have like yeah, because he order. went. I think he went into Mexico or some shit like that to grab some guy. Yeah, you have to have the like Did you, legit order in 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 Narcos. They were doing the whole thing where like they were like basically putting these fools to like a hole in the fence. They and it was like it was a whole covert operation where they were going and finding these guys that were responsible for like the the Kiki Camarena. I don't know if you you heard about that. You, do you know the? Yes, I okay. know that story. My my family grew up with Kike. You know him. So my my, oh my family. <laughs> <laughs> my family's from the Imperial Valley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. Um, what, what was the, it? Was the the the? No, what is it? The the last the the, the last narco. Is that the last narc? The last narc. Yeah. Because there's another one I always confuse it with is the bravest man in Mexico. I don't mm. know if you've seen that one. I haven't seen that one. It's about the old mayor um, of uh, he was oh, he was the old police chief of Tijuana. He was the one who kicked out los los tucanes. Oh. Yeah. He was like he was like I don't you're not playing your fucking music anymore because it promotes the yeah. narco culture. Yeah. So he told me can't perform in TJ anymore. But he wasn't liked because it, he's to the point of what I was telling you earlier. He was like, these guys are fucking insane. They don't have any rules. And I have to play by the rules to catch them. So there was a few things where he like roughed up some guys. And they were like, oh, you can't be doing that. I was like, fuck that. Fuck those guys. <laughs> That's how he was. But he was getting results. But other yeah. people were like, hey, you can't do that. It was that. a different time you know? also. You know. Um, but I just think it's like, like I said, it's a dirty game. Like it it, is. you're fucking fighting against people that have no rules. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're fucking narcos and you, they want to be like, Oh, I have to get a warrant. And he's like, fuck that. Just go in there, grab that fool. Like, you know, that's how they were doing it. Cause they yeah. were like, we need to eradicate this, but I don't want to leave on this. Uh, Kiki Camarena. You're like, yeah, yeah, this is too, it's too juicy to leave. No. Yeah. My, my family is from the same area. And so, um, when he was, in the process of becoming because well, he was gonna sorry cut you off now i'm excited on this yeah <laughs> he was buying like a house in san diego he was looking because his it, son is here his oh, son's really? a judge okay let's pause his, for it we'll go get we'll go find him he's a judge <laughs> he's a judge in san diego <sighs> yes and wow i am i mean wow. I, <laughs> I am this is wow. i know this I, is why we do this he's a fan favorite for several mm -hmm. reasons. He's a very attractive man. Oh, okay. Um, but um, yeah, he's a judge. He often tells his story um, for events. He goes to speak at law schools and stuff, and he tells his father's story and stuff, and he remembers yeah. um, speaking to the president on the phone when his father Well, died. apparently even like what he was doing, supposedly that it goes deeper that mm -hmm. they were talking about that, that, that like... There's there's conspiracy theories. I don't know if this is something that that the own DEA gave him up yeah, because they mean, were in on some shit too. Would that shock me? No, it wouldn't. But I mean, I don't. I wouldn't be able to speak to that effect. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can talk to to Kike yourself. Hey, fuck! I wish Kike we Jr. can get him, get him on here. 
Uh-huh. If, he's, if he's willing to come in here and eat some Mediterranean food. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this might not be up to par. But I'm sure you can do it over I'm Zoom. Gonna, I'm going to upgrade the studio. Don't don't Uh-oh. tell people they can't see. Don't, don't tell. <laughs> I will just tell you, it is hot. As <laughs> they, they can't see my plants dying. <laughs> I know. I'm working on It's hot out here. That's a, You know what? It's cooler downstairs, but then it's anyways. Heat rises. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. But yeah, um, he he tells his story all the time. So I mean, maybe I, I would I would love to make the introduction just to have an oh, excuse yeah. to talk to. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like I, I, that's the. I mean, I still want to go back to the actual Kiki story, but um, we need to have more of these conversations, right, with Latinos that are willing to talk about how mental health is an actual thing. Yeah. Right, because right. we don't. We don't want to. We don't want a lot of things too. Is we don't want to look weak. We don't want to. We don't want to look like. Or we also in that same sense of looking weak is like when there is a problem, right? It's like ah, oh, like they harassed me. I was treated unfairly. A lot of Mexicans just be like, oh, well, fuck them then. Like I don't want to deal with them, and they'll just like don't want to deal with it, and they yeah. won't. They won't pursue you know or legal action or. My mom's advice when when I told her that I was seeing a therapist, she's like, "Are you depressed? Like what? Just don't be." And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, thanks, mama. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. She's like, yeah, just whatever's making you sad, just like get rid of that. Just bottle it up. And, <laughs> I was like, get and rid make of it. tamales and then you're fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, don't drink it away. Yeah, just, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Nobody needs to know your stuff. Nobody yeah, needs to yeah. know your problems. Yeah, it's, it is super cultural. Um, and to tell somebody that you're seeing a therapist, especially like older people, right? Yeah. In the family. They're just like, oh. I can't even go to the doctor. Just like I go for like checkups. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you go for checkups? Yeah, like, even that. Get blood work at least twice a year. That's Yo, always my standard. I was like. At least twice a year blood work. Terrified because my mom told me she's never gone in for a pap smear. And ever in her life? I Yeah, I think she was like, oh, like, <laughs> like the, the last child she has, my brother, was <laughs> like. You know, how, like, how old is he? He's like 25. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, he's probably older than that. No, I'm like uh, stuck in uh, 10 years ago. Um, But yeah, I'm like, no, dude, nah, mama, you need to go. Yeah. Like, it's, it's preventative. And the and mammograms also, and stuff. Yeah. She's, and we're in our family, like prone to having tumors. No. So I'm like, why? you go she's like yeah. well that, that's why that's why because yeah, <laughs> that. then you'll find out that's how they get you i don't want you well i think sometimes <laughs> it's good that people the people that don't care right because it's like stress will kill you fucking quicker than anything yes. else right yes. worrying about every little thing that's gonna happen to you but i think that you know like uh, my mom i just finally got her to start going to therapy and then she's like wow that's amazing yeah i know Congrats. <laughs> can we get like an applause <laughs> for that yeah wow i mean and she's and, and she was like She's like, señora, dice que estoy bien. I was like, yeah, you're, you're fine. Like, that's not the, you know, she's like kind of telling you, like, the therapist is like, well, what do you want to work on? I was like, you're the one who has to speak up. And yeah. just like, even if it's general things, you know, yeah. like, like, it's just, it's just stress. good for like, you to start with stress. Everybody stresses. Yeah. Like just for you. And even just for you to have somebody that you can go and tell, tell things to, that's not going to go tell anybody. Yeah, right? but like, well, mom, like, don't you love cheese? Es que like, yo le digo a tu tía. Yo le... <laughs> Like, yeah, but it's the blind leading the blind. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's always that fucking, you know. Like, yeah. me dijo, me dijo. And that's a, that's one thing that pisses me off about my mom. 
or because that would be like i'll tell her like hey this right here is like take these vitamins or whatever and then like a few months later she's like una amiga mía me dijo que se toma las de vitamina d y que le, y se, y que le hacen muy bien i was like i've been fucking telling you to take vitamin d for years like you know just little es que me dijeron que no tengo vitamina oh, yeah now your friend had to tell you that she took it yeah. you know and the, the, instead of the doctor telling you like hey you should take vitamin d you're like oh hey oh, whatever yeah you yeah. know it's just like no your friend told you now you're buying it, it you know she needs the street cred yeah exactly <laughs> so i mean okay so i don't want to leave the kiki camarena <laughs> that's such a good story no it's such yeah. a like you know like yeah it is and the thing is like when he became a cop my uncle was trying to become a cop too okay which is kind of like scary to me because I think they would have ended up in the same place because there would be Spanish. I thought he was like in Bakersfield or something. Well, it's the same. It's the same area ish. Wait, so the Imperial Valley where my family grew up was like El Centro um, area. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the Bakersfield. But but I think he he went there after the fact. Okay, I was like, wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but once he went DEA, I think so. What? Okay, I think so. But because people that are from that area kind of end up along the grapevine, mm. right? So wherever the fields are is kind of like where your family is probably mm, yeah, going to end yeah, up. Yeah. But yeah, my 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 uncle was going to become an off. Uh, he wanted to become a police officer, but he mm. was arrested for a DUI, mm. marijuana. Which back in the day was a big marijuana. deal. Damn. And weed wasn't even shit back then. <laughs> yeah. It was not even, even worth yeah, it. Yeah, it was fucking. But yeah, I mean, I don't know any personal stories of him. But I mean, mm -hmm. I, I know the way that he was tortured and shit was just oh, so fuck yeah. fucked up. So fucked up. Obviously made an impact on his son because, you know, then he became uh, a prosecutor. And it have judge, the same you know, name, no? Doesn't it has the same name? Yeah. Same name. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear. I I haven't heard him tell his dad's story. But oh, wow. I want. I, yeah. I know that he tells it whenever he, he's invited to sit on a panel and stuff. And he's super open to it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, when I made, I didn't realize I was, I've been in his department and, you know, in court and you know, I read his name, Camarena, and I did, just didn't click until i was hanging out with my lawyer friends yeah they were like oh yeah you know kike and kike and i was like like camarena like and i was talking about the yeah, last yeah, month yeah. and they're like yeah like that's his dad and i was like what yeah yeah and i yeah. had that one i was like what yeah so yeah super trippy but yeah he's, he's in san diego i think you know again to kind of try to really back to mental health i think it's so interesting how something that he didn't go through is such a big impact on his huge, life. Huge. You know, I mean, not to say that he didn't go through anything. That's my whole point is he did go through something because yeah. that, you know, the, the whole, the whole, um, you know, just the stress and the, as a kid, right. And not knowing like, where your dad is. Go and through it. Yeah. And then also seeing shit on the news, right. Or then now you're seeing shows that are you know featuring your dad or talking about your dad and yeah, you know i wonder I mean? how he how he feels i don't about, know if he does or i mean i know in that when they interviewed right his mom for for the last article um she speaks in a lot a lot in that one but um i mean that doesn't always mean that they they cut it to your liking right oh yeah i mean obviously they got to edit it to you know or maybe there's some pieces that she talks about that are very interesting but they're like oh it's you know that's already common knowledge or something or it's not or it's not in the 
in the theme of what they how they want to you know which is not a not necessarily malicious but they're like it's not in the theme of how we want to structure the documentary so it's just not in there you know i had to fact check myself Uh-oh. he he joined the calexico police department which is where my uncle wanted to join okay yeah so um, he was in pd there and yeah, because he started there, he, as a regular cop and they recruited him because of his ability to speak Spanish. So that's why I'm saying if had it been my uncle, too, he probably would have been recruited, too, because he speaks Spanish. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were back in the day. They there weren't a lot of um, Latinos that spoke Spanish in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he was one of a few that they like plucked and sent on these like crazy missions. Which, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, I mean, it. it it definitely impacted um, Judge Camarena because he still talks about it. He, he yeah. remembers even like that phone conversation that they received from the White House when, you know, the White House wanted to thank the family for his father's service. Mm-hmm. So that's what, you know, what was relayed to me when my friends were talking about, you know, what he said on the panel. And I was just like, yeah, I mean. I mean, he has to. I mean, and I don't want to kind of put it like, you know, what he's feeling, but he has to have some kind of respect or, or high regard for the the government still because he's right. you know he decided to join and, and yeah. still be a part of the system and this is an interesting instead part. of fighting against well at least maybe he's doing it the right way he's inside and you and, know and it's a trip because you think about like this effect that you you as a judge you're supposed to be fair and impartial and a neutral party and a neutral yeah. decision maker but the way you think about how mental health plays into things, like, can you really be that? Like me personally, as an attorney, if I had a drug deal gone wrong, maybe I shouldn't say this, but hypothetically, if it was going before a judge that had that kind of background, would I want that case to go there? I think there's the, the guy from, from the Innocence Project, he, he, um, he broke down on how some of these guys ask their questions, right? And how, what they expect a jury or a judge to do, right? And that is kind of impossible mentally and just like, how do you, like basically if I sat here and I told you like, like, hey, you know, Michelle, you know, I, I've done some shit and you know, I, I fucking, you know, I've, I've, I've hit a, I've, I've hit women, blah, blah, blah. But this isn't about that. This is about this opinion. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, and just put that to the side. Yeah. And I yeah. want you to make a decision. Right. And you're just like, I where where okay. And and I think one thing that he said, and because he, he I think he pissed the guy off. He's like, where am I putting it? He's like, just put it to the where am yeah. I putting it? Right. How do I put it to the side? There's that's it physically impossible for me yeah, to say, oh yeah let me grab that little yeah. thought there and just not think about it and the thing, you know it's just like that it's literally physically impossible mentally impossible for you just to not to just forget something or what and that's why voir dire or jury selection is so difficult and it's difficult on everybody right and there's different methods of handling voir dire depending on like how you practice law so one of them can be like actually asking them to put that aside yeah or the other one is just like, get them on your side right off the bat, right? Yeah. Take people as they are and use that to your advantage. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is just 
to try to get people worked up and see their true colors and realize who's not fair and impartial, who can't be neutral, and then yeah. have them kicked off the jury. Yeah. But it's hard. Yeah, that's, that, that's basically what he's saying. And then especially once you start and it's swaying hard. opinion. Do that. Okay, do all of that. Find out who people really are in 30 minutes. 12 people. How? Well, he, that's, <laughs> he was saying, he was like, I can grab it's, most everybody in like a jury and and disqualify them pretty like pretty easily yeah. and and he's like that's because the other side's not doing it you know what i mean they're just trying to like oh yeah just get them in because they're gonna give us give us a quick you know decision and it depends where you're at too you know where are you trying your case is it in north county vista is it east county or is it south bay is it in chula vista yeah who's who's really on your jury and what kind of case do you have yeah do you have a fair shot yeah, I mean, I've even seen those other ones where, you know, where it's literally about like the like the brain games and shit like that they do, and they'll do like a scenario. I think there's one literally the episode starts like that. Some girls like in a park, and some guy comes up and steals her purse, and then so they start asking people like, "Oh, what did you see?" And, this oh, and, yeah. and then they sit him down, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the guy had a white shirt," and then the other guy's like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 he was wearing a white shirt," and then they replay it, and the dude has like a fucking purple shirt. Or something, I love doing that. You know? I I um. With Carlos, um, I I plant memories in him all the time that are not <laughs> true. So okay. false false memories is a thing. Like I'll be like, yeah, or I'll tell a story, and then he'll um, eventually tell the story as if he experienced it, and it was my story. Like it's something that I did, but that's the way that the brain is. Like that's why we're it's so flawed. <laughs> yeah, but you and you can do it with kids too. And and um, Justin Brooks from the Innocence Project would do this to his kids is it's kind of fucked up. He'd be like, yeah, remember we went to Disneyland and they'd be like, no. And then, okay, you wait a week and then you'll tell them again and be like, yeah, remember we went to Disneyland and I got you plant something more specific and I got you the ice cream, but the ice cream was actually something they ate recently. Yeah. And it'll kind of stick with them. And then you bring it up like a third time. And like by the fourth time that you do it, they'll be like, yeah, I remember I went to Disneyland and I had the ice cream and I was wearing my pink dress. Yeah. So there's a lot of cases where child witnesses, there's child witness issues and planting of testimony in children is a huge issue because they're so susceptible. It's a lot easier yeah. to do it with children. But even as adults, right, we have like memory lapse and confirmation bias. So if if somebody says they saw somebody in a white shirt, yeah. it makes you more confident that you saw somebody in a white shirt too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's not true. And then you have other issues too, right? Perception. Um, that's another big thing that we tell that that's great for like closing argument and to try to point out in the cases. If somebody's pointing a gun to your face, right? Imagine the gun, you're, it's like the barrel of the gun is so close to your nose. Are you really focusing on the person's eyes and hair color, cheekbones? Yeah. What hat they're wearing? Did, did their hat have an emblem on it? No, you're staring at the gun. Yeah. So the chances that you actually remember somebody's face very very low yeah and that's just the you know the trauma of the event your fight or flight kicking in and also like you're focusing on what's important which is the gun and trying not to die right yeah so that and then you know with the mental health aspect of it if like the trauma of the situation it's going to be hard for you to remember what actually happened yeah but that's what we try to you know prosecutors try to recreate in the court system mm -hmm. all the time is like well and you know they'll try to convince the jury then well they were there like how could they not 
it you know they were standing a foot away from them yeah, and, yeah. this was such, you know, this was such an impactful thing in your life yeah. how do you not yeah remember? if you were about to die would you not remember that situation and then you were in the jury you're like yeah i'd fucking remember that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so and, and then you know you have to ask somebody like okay what did you have for lunch last week this case happened two years ago you can't remember what you had for lunch last week on tuesday but you're expecting this person who experienced this two years ago and then you heard from the expert the trauma expert that says you know your memory lapses over the time and it lapses more with a traumatic event yeah like you're gonna tell me that they remembered yeah i mean memory is a interesting thing i mean don't they say that you could only remember like 2500 names or something like that have like, i hit that like cap because i never remember yeah, anyone yeah. anymore. i mean you max out i think <laughs> you do like you know i've had it and i'm like oh fuck like I, I hate when people get like worked up about it you know like wait like especially if somebody oh. you're not around that much you haven't seen like dude i don't what was your name again like, oh really <laughs> I'm like, bro i'm sorry like I'd, yeah i'm at the point where i'm not remembering faces anymore <laughs> you're not remembering faces either <laughs> so I'm like damn <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Probably, yeah you see a lot of people though i do see a lot of people and i do remember my clients though yeah um and it's hard to remember that many facts about that many people and like very intense facts too. date timelines and dates and family members. Yeah. I was usually, I'm usually pretty good. Like on like remembering some details, especially if I've worked through something a lot, like I had clients, I'd be like, Oh yeah, he did this and then he did this and then he did writing it helps for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had it in my CRM tool, like client relations management tool. Yeah. Yeah. Have everything there, emails and all that stuff and talking to them and whatnot. But I think it's a, I just saw the one, uh, um, I don't know if you know who Gary Betzner is. No. He was a pilot for, um, I think for, for, he used to, he used to fly fucking drugs and he got caught up in the whole Iran Contra thing. Hmm. Then he was flying, uh, um, weapons, guns, weapons into weapons and, and money out of, uh, um, like, uh, Nicaragua and Costa Rica and stuff like that. And then. He was really all in the that, mix. All that got exposed because at first they were like, all right, you're a CIA then. And he was like, all right, fucking. He's like, I was just flying in at that point because he was already doing the, he was doing drugs. Right. Like they was flying the drugs. And then after he got, you know, um, pulled into that, this whole CIA thing, and then they arrested them and threw him in, in jail. And he's like, well, what the fuck? Like you guys said we were good. And then all that started getting exposed. But what they said is like people didn't care because they had nothing to do with the U.S. Hmm. Right, they they didn't see the fucking horror in it because it wasn't like well, yeah, because yeah, there there's a disconnect. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they weren't just like, wait, what were they doing? Yeah, they were selling drugs, a fucking Nica or guns to Nicaragua for the whole fucking war, and it had all this, you know, obviously all these different moving parts of it. But it's just crazy again to go back, I guess, to like the Roe v. Wade and the abortion, like all these different moving pieces and you don't even realize of how it's going to affect something else. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because you're thinking, well, it doesn't affect me or I'll never use it or it doesn't align with my ideologies on the surface level. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then once you realize that it does, then it becomes personal, but it takes that extra step for a lot of humans to actually feel impacted by anything. Yeah. So how do you, how do you feel? I mean, now you're a bit more far along right in your career and more like you're saying right now, oh, I think I want to specialize, to, you know, for certain things and like the things that you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. 
where do you feel that that's that's taking you or or evolved did you that do you think you've become a little bit jaded or do you or you become more like oh yeah defensive or more you know well, you definitely become jaded because you get tired um when my clients do not reciprocate responsibility and i mean like basic responsibility and like returning a call following up with something that i request for them even the clients that are that are indigent right that are are not paying me mm -hmm. i used to chase them a lot more and yeah. i'm jaded to the point now where i'm like and i'll tell them like when they're like oh i'm so sorry and i'm like hey man this is your life if you don't do this you go to jail not me yeah you know so that's where i'm at now whereas before i was just like really like very very heavy hand holding with my clients mm -hmm. which is okay if you have the time and energy and i care about them and i still yeah. care but now i'm like okay that their decisions are their well, decisions you have your boundaries now you've set your boundaries yeah. of like i set my boundaries you know, yeah that's good because they're all saying you're gonna be like oh my god dude don't you get yeah. it but it is <laughs> it is still hard i mean i just recently got a call one of my clients died yeah you know that's hard it's hard when you are an attorney that is invested in your clients and like you care and you tailor things to them as far as their treatment plans and then they still make decisions that you know end in their death so it's a hard like being a criminal defense attorney is very difficult it's a lot of secondary trauma um and so i'm also at a point now where um i mean i'm in therapy so that helps me with it you know taking care of myself yeah. saying no to more things um, and saying yes to the things you do want to like yes like in your personal life that's all saying like you know you're surfing and you're yeah you know making time for myself and my mental health is really important yeah um and luckily i'm at a place now where like if i need to take time to off to take care of my mental health I can. Yeah. And before, because I was barely getting started, is such a hustle and it's hard yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Criminal getting into criminal defense is very difficult because it's not a very high paying profession within mm -hmm. the legal profession, right? We don't get paid hourly a lot of the times. Yeah. It's very rare for an, a, a criminal defense attorney to make an hourly rate. We get flat rates, right? Okay. And then you gotta kind of like go with the market. So, um, so we're not like civil attorneys that every 15 minute or bill in 15 minutes so you don't have like retainers and stuff like that yeah and, our retainers like our flat rate so if you pay me five thousand for a case and it turns out to be a lot more work and you require a lot more hand holding than what i anticipated then you know that's just the way it is yeah as opposed to somebody who gets hourly where it's like oh more phone calls okay well at least i'm getting paid for like having to answer all of your questions or answering the same question like every day mm -hmm. right um so yeah i mean in, in that sense i've been able to say no and also like have clients that i'm able to charge a little bit more um in that sense i'm like happier of, of like being able to work less yeah um and then i you know i've been helping out with like nonprofit stuff which is also fulfilling. yeah um are you having the resources that also for you to have people to help you like paralegals and i don't it's and all me yeah yeah i'm a i'm a one woman show yeah so i do everything and that's very unique to criminal defense as well a lot of us do it just on our own mm -hmm. um when you go to a civil law firm you see they have like the front desk person and a paralegal uh, we have like investigators that 
that we work with, but that's different. It's not somebody that's, it's, they're like our 1099, you know? Yeah. They're not our employees. Um, but yeah, a lot of the, a lot of criminal defense attorneys, it's just us. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting job. Um, I really like that I incorporate mental health and try to understand mental health and the developments in mental health for, for what I do. Um, and I think like once I get certain clients, they really appreciate that too. So that's like one niche that I have. The other niche is like the criminal law immigration overlap because there's not a lot of Spanish speaking attorneys. Yeah. And so that's something that's why I gave my girl, you a shout out. Cause we do a lot of work together Yeah. with overlapping cases. And, um, and then now like the, the nonprofit stuff that I've been helping people with. Yeah. 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 I think, like I said, I, it's, and then the last person I had on was the same thing about talking about like practical, you know, advice, because I think a lot of people don't even know, right? Like, well, what the fuck do I do? Like, I've never been in this situation. How yeah. do I, you know, get a hold of somebody? Um, and then, you know, you get a hold of somebody and you're like, I don't know if I trust this guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, it's <laughs> scary. And I tell people, I don't take offense to it. I tell people, and I don't, don't charge for my consultations also, but I'll tell people like, look, uh, this is, you know, who I am. This is how I run the practice. This is what you'll expect from me. And if you shop around to other attorneys, like that's fine. Just do me a favor and let me know. Also, like I always give people a heads up, look them up on the state bar uh, website because you'll see if attorneys have gotten in trouble for stealing client money or have lawsuits against them for malpractice. Yeah. Right. I'm like, just do that. And I was like, and, and really it comes down to who you vibe with and who you trust. It's like yeah. a therapist. It's somebody that you're going to be trusting with your life. So if that's not me, that's okay. But I, I don't like i said for me it's also not even just the vibe it's just like do you know what the fuck you're talking about yeah that's you it. know and are you gonna put in the work yeah you know yeah and that's tricky because a lot of people would just like really oversell themselves and they're super confident they have a really nice suit and their office is so nice and for yeah. a lot of people that makes a big impact and Sometimes they, it's not always great. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, unfortunately, I've, I've met a lot of attorneys like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of fluff. A lot of fluff. And it's just like the outcomes are horrible for their clients. I mean, you just, I'm sitting in a courtroom listening to somebody plead to something that like, you're like, how is that a deal? Why wouldn't you go to trial? Yeah. Because they just want to yeah. move on. Or like I've, 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 Somebody pled to a life sentence with two strikes and immigration consequences. I'm like, why would you plead to that? It's, well, it's literally the max. Yeah. Yeah. That's not like a deal. It's yeah. not like, Oh, let's, let's settle on this. No, 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 no. Go to trial. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's really unfortunate. I think, um, having organizations like state bars, to, to ask like weed people out and, and knowing to look them up on just that alone. People don't know mm. you can look them up on their license and see if they've been gotten in trouble. Yeah. See that right there is a good yeah. that's, practical, that's, you know, thing yeah. that for people to know, Yeah, you know, and you, like I said, you never know when that shit's going to, when you're going to need it, you know, something yeah. happens and you know, oh, I need a lawyer, you know? Yeah. And I, I always tell people when I meet them, they're like, Oh, like I'll let you know if I ever need, I'm like, I hope you never do, but yeah. if you do. And when I get the call, they're like, you said you hope <laughs> yeah, I never yeah. call you and I'm calling you <laughs> a week later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get me out of this. Yeah. But I mean, 
um i don't know i like i like what i do i like being able to help people and even sometimes if it's like sometimes they hit me up for something that's totally not in the area that i do but i can refer them somewhere else yeah yeah and i'm sure like you know i guess to, to tie it to the to to the podcast too it's a it's it's uh talking about your experience i'm sure you felt weird in in those situations where you felt you know like you said it the system was a, kind of against you right oh yeah i mean in every sense <laughs> yeah um in in like the practice it's really difficult knowing that i mean how do you define a win in criminal defense because people are like oh how do you defend somebody that's guilty I'm like you yeah. fight you fight for a fair sentence yeah and if you get them a sentence that is fair and matches what they did that's a win sometimes yeah you know um like nothing at least it's nothing crazy right like yeah, yeah. like if if they you know beat somebody up and you know gave them great bodily injury like you know they i don't know um broke their rib uh caused brain bleed that's that's a horrible injury mm -hmm. do they are they aware of it yes do they admit that it happened yes but if they have no other criminal history in their past do they deserve to go to state prison no no yeah and i mean i guess it depends too if it's like well you know do you have the self-defense or if you have right you know there was something happened like I, I think i think a lot of people don't realize on how do they have mental health issues yeah you know, or like, they hit, just hit somebody and then he fucking hit the sidewalk and hit his head and he died. Right. And he was like, oh, fuck, I didn't see that coming, you know? Yeah. like, Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of, of elements that come into play, but a win sometimes on the surface does not always look like a win, but mm. it, it can be. And so, you know, the, a lot of the clients will understand that. And so being happy with not prison time, but a strike on your record might be a win yeah because if you go to trial and lose you can go to prison right so that's hard and that's hard for me like to be like oh this is a win but it feels dirty yeah um yeah it's it's very difficult it's weird and it's weird um arguing or telling a client's story um you know people don't realize what happens in the back rooms of of courts there's things called negotiations or you know depending on what county you're in we call them readiness conferences in san diego um, they call them pretrial hearings in other counties, but you go in the back and it's just you and other defense attorneys and other prosecutors and the judge. And you're, that's where you do your pitch. Right. And sometimes it gets do you have heated. to be very careful about what you say there or it depends on the judge. Like, you know, um, hypothetically I was in, you know, if, if, if hypothetically I was in a judge's chambers and I had a case where a client had a fake ID, um, yeah, you know, it might be lighthearted and the judge might show me his fake ID from college. Yeah. So, I mean, conversations can be light um, or conversations can be very tense. I've, I've definitely gone into a deep back and forth where I've told a judge to not dare me, tell me that my client was not taking responsibility um, just because he was a black man that got arrested at BLM and was terrified to go to jail and face, you know, law enforcement. Yeah. You know, so it can be, it can be, um, very smooth 
Um, it can be sweet. Like if you're telling somebody's story and you're like, yeah, this is just a kid that like was in the wrong place, wrong time. Or, you know what I mean? It can go either way. I've had kids that like, I had one client, um, I think it's too much to say his name, but he had like a, a the same name as a rock star mm-hmm. and the judge loved that. And so then he like played a song from the rock star and yeah, like yeah. was like, no, 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 you're going to give her a good deal. Like, let's give this kid a chance. So I mean, like weird stuff can happen back there. And that's what kind of sucks though too, right? It like, kind of sucks too, because sometimes it can go the other way, yeah. right? Um, but it's, it's, it's a trip. I mean, that's where you can go and like personalize the story. So you try to make your pitch to the judge. You try to give them something to and work And that's with. besides the, the, the trial, like you're saying? Yeah, that's just like trying to negotiate to get a better deal yeah so why does your client deserve to get a better deal is it because he's just a kid um is it because you know he has mental health issues that are coming into play here is it because you're you're telling a whole story like yo it was just a bad week for my client his mom died he lost his house um his car got towed yeah and then he got into a fight at a bar you know what I mean? Yeah, if yeah, you explain yeah. that, then it seems better of like, there's this random asshole that walked into the bar and punched somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Building a narrative. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want, that's like, sto- that's where storytelling of a client is really important. That, and then when you get to like the sentencing level or when you're in trial, there's a few points in there where you're not even arguing law. You're just telling a client's story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important. And, and it's important. I know like, some situations people are, are um, telling how there's one ex- example I can remember where somebody was saying how somebody was charged with a robbery and then the bank teller comes back and was like, oh, you know, I really don't actually my bad. I don't think he was actually trying to commit a robbery. It might have just been because we saw a black man in the bank. And that's huge, right? Um, and so if you want to tell that story, the judge might understand that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, there might be situations where the prosecutor will laugh at it. Yeah. You know, that's just, you know, I, and I've, I've, you know, I've seen some weird, I mean, a lot of these don't even go to trial, right? A lot. The majority of cases don't go to trial. Yeah. The majority of cases plead. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, if you're if you're if you have a misdemeanor, anybody if anybody has a misdemeanor, I would say take it to trial. Mm-hmm. Anybody that has a misdemeanor, I understand it's scary and whatever, but it's like the 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 chances that you will get anything worse than your initial offer very low. If you're not, <laughs> if you're, unless you're a dick and you're really talking shit at the, the courtroom t- or something. Or <laughs> the only time you sh- you probably shouldn't go to trial is, is if you're not a U.S. citizen, right? Because it's like, then the stakes are a little higher. Oh. But if anybody, anybody out there gets a misdemeanor, go to trial, have fun with it, make them work for it. Yeah. 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 Cause they'll probably be like, ah, oh, fuck that. We don't yeah. Work for Sometimes it. day of trial, they'll be like, Oh, we'll just dismiss. I've had that. Yeah, I've shown up day of trial, gotten dismissed, or shown up for motions, just like flooded them with motions, and they were like, "We're so tired of you, dismissed." Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, there was, a, <laughs> there was a week where I was on a roll. I got like five dismissals. Yeah, I was shook. Well, I think it's good to like, you know, just to have your for people to hear your your 
you know, your fighting spirit, I guess, for lack of a better term, for people not to to be afraid to to fight. You know yeah. what I mean? To stand up for themselves and if I, they do feel there's an injustice. Yeah, I tell that to my client clients all the time. Like, look, I'm super down to fight. Like, you've seen me in whatever emotion. National are, City, fool. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> if you want to fight, I'll go down swinging for you. And we'll fight hard. Yeah. I was like, but if you want to take the deal, like, that's cool, too. Like, it's not my but life. But this is the this is the outcome if we do fight. Yeah. And this is, like, it's not really are, that big of a fucking difference or something. Yeah, these are the risks. Da, 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 and I'll yeah, give it yeah. to them. Um, but, like, yeah. I mean, if, if it's something super minor, then why wouldn't you take it to trial? The chances of you getting a better deal are probably going to be pretty high. Yeah. Especially for misdemeanors. Especially. Okay. Yeah. I do. I think we're we're kind of coming to the end. I do want you to talk about just a little bit because I know you love it. Is your Azteca, <laughs> and I like to learn about it too. So it's a, yeah, if there's any, I I really don't even know because I know last it's time we talked about season. your yeah. Okay, see there you go. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd have something. That you're like, it's powwow season, so uh, we dance with our relatives. We dance with the local tribes all over San Diego. I haven't gone because I've been traveling and stuff. So like there was a Father's Day powwow and IB. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, powwow season, which is really cool because we get to dance and um, share dances with some of the like the Kumeyaay tribes and, and some of the Navajo tribes that come from like out of state, um, which is always cool. It's always cool to learn yeah. like a different dance, but also see the commonality that we have. One thing that I like of the you know kind of indigenous cultures and and you know i don't know for lack of a better term the, yeah the the like the the way that they talk and the way that they promote and, and obviously i'm biased for for males because i don't think there's a lot of those conversations happening for like young males mm-hmm. right as a resource to like and i think from what i've i feel like they don't like because other things are like be a man you know, like toughen up. And I feel like those they don't say that. They say you have responsibilities as a boy and stuff, but they say like embrace who you are, right? And like yeah. and like listen to yourself and and you know, kinda of, I know like you know, I went with a buddy of mine, uh Mario uh Valladolid and he does like these circulo de hombres. Oh cool. We yeah, had yeah. A, with Mate. Do, Mate do you know Mate. Hector Mesa? He was on the podcast and he does a he does a bunch, but he's a counselor. He does a, he works with a bunch of people oh. uh, locally. He's probably probably and he's probably. from National City. He's older than us, but he's from that. He went to Sweetwater like ninety nine or something like that. But he's he's a he's he's he has a lot of stuff like that out there. And I think that it's good because I myself, you know, I have three nephews. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you teach them right to like to be good men or to be right. you know to have to be willing, you know, I, they're not my children, but also like like I always try to like just like hey like. You need to talk about anything or, you know, because you need to have that open line of communication, right? So right. they can feel safe that they, you know, they're not going to always just be, oh, you're just being a crybaby or, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. that's what I like about those things is that they, and they, I feel, if it seems to me, could be wrong, that they also embrace, they embrace roles, which I think is always a good thing, regardless of female or male. Yeah. You know? Because I think it's, it's teaches, the importance of responsibility yeah and like you, and community yeah everybody has a role and we can't function as a whole if you fall through on your responsibilities and your role here yeah so yeah i think i think that that's great everything that we teach we also like i love also the concept of like when you have a 
Alansa group, um, any of the children that are involved are everybody's children. Yeah. And, and I love that feeling because you really do feel it. So like, and the kids feel safe. Mm -hmm. So kids will just like go up to anybody in the group and like, let you know, like, Hey, I'm like, I'm hungry. And it's mm -hmm. still, it's just so cute. But like, usually in any other environment, in any other environment, like kids don't do that. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like they go to their mom and that's it. Or mm -hmm. they go to their dad and that's it. So, um, that's something that it's I it's like really that appreciate. whole, it takes a village yeah. concept. Right. I, I always, you know, for me, I, I don't know. I'm even trying to figure out like where I got it from, but it's, it's all, like I said, community, like in the sense of like, you have to bring something to the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if, 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 if your strength, you know, maybe you're not, maybe you're not as financially stable as I am or, or you are, but then somebody's like, Hey, like, let me, you know, I'll show up a little early guys. I'll help you or I'll stay. I'll right. help, you, help you clean up. Like it's, it's about contribution, right? Like where do right. you fit in, in this community? Because and and I and I've talked about it like with the um I don't know if you know the the South Bay um, emo Brown that for three punks they have a whole thing that they're doing too and I talk because he's you know he has his business the brewery three punk Kells. and we and I was on his podcast and we we're talking about kind of like a lot of people come to the table and just take yeah right and they just want to take and take yeah. and take and it's like you have to like bring something to the table yeah you know what I mean like you can't just always be taking from the table and I think that that's also something that Lanza fosters. Um, it's like also valuing knowledge. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's willing, even if somebody has just been there a year longer than you, as far as being in the group. Um, but if somebody offers to like teach you something or correct something that you're doing or explain something to you, like it's really valuable and really respected. Yeah. And so knowledge is like really expected. And, and, and so like any of the older people in the group or like the leader of the group is even more highly respected right so you're not yeah. just taking and that's important because we're different at least in san diego we're different um than other kind of dance groups and i was actually talking to jonathan galendez about this because he does hula mm -hmm. and tahitian and they pay and i was like oh i you know i didn't know that because in Azteca we don't pay to participate oh they pay. okay and so the is it way like is it more like dues though so they could have funds for shit or no is we everybody pays their own stuff so you you buy your own regalia your outfits yeah um and if there's an event we do potluck style mm -hmm. um and if there's a ceremony then like everybody brings what's needed for the ceremony the food flowers candles yeah. Well, I guess that, I mean, you're, you're still paying in a sense, right? In a sense. Yeah. But that's well, also what you do apparently in, in these hula groups, but you, you pay, oh, okay. but like, you also pay a membership. Yeah. Like, like I said, like dues. dues yeah. Yeah. So we, we don't, and I think that that's like even more welcoming, but it also makes people want to pay with their time and effort Yeah. because you're appreciative that somebody is taking the time to teach you these songs and these dances that have been passed down and, um, you know you're not paying them for it so the most you can do is is respect them yeah um so i think that that helps foster that i think when did you get into like azteca dancing or or just so, or learning about that part of your culture i started in college and there was a group that i was a part of in college and then our teacher had to leave to new york 
he was actually a labor organizer. So he went to unionize in New York. And, but it also in college, I took a lot of like Nawa philosophy classes. And then I went to study in Mexico city. I also took Nawa philosophy classes there. It was titled differently, but basically the same concept. So just learning about like parts of our culture that survived in like an everyday Mexican household and the parts that we've lost, yeah, the food that we still eat and the food that we've lost all of that was really empowering just like to understand who I was as a person and also understand that we um, are like shepherds of our own identity. If I want mm. to identify as indigenous, like that is still a part of my history. I may not speak the language, but it's, I cannot deny that. I, and anybody that wants to deny me that it's not their call to make. Yeah. Right. That was very empowering to me. Um, so that's when I started. And I think then, that happens a lot too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like mean, everyone tries to be, oh, I'm more than you. Yeah. Like you're not enough. Yeah. 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 To be saying that you are, you know, right. This or that. And he's like, wait, what? And you know, and, and then just walking a fine line of like not romanticizing it. Am I saying that I am just as like more, more, quote yeah, unquote, yeah, more yeah, indigenous yeah. than somebody that is like from, the rural areas of Chiapas that's, that doesn't speak Spanish? No, it's different. But they, <laughs> to them also, they don't think about it that way that much. Right. You know, because you're trying, you're trying to learn it. And they're just like, eh, yeah, we just live it. They like, just you live know. it. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I started. And then, then I was able, I wasn't able to do it for so long because yeah. I was doing law school. I was like surviving and then I, I was working and then law school and then the bar. So then I started again mm. once I passed um, and I, in 2016, I started picking it up again. Mm. So pretty much about, about the same amount of time that I've been an attorney, I've been doing Vansa mm. and surf. Okay. So I, I guess my whole, the, the idea of me asking you that is it because I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, you didn't like you, the same point you just made. You're like, well, you didn't grow up with that. Right. Like you didn't. It's just like because I think the older I get, I, you know, I have an interest in it. Right. You know, like, well, what the it like calls it, you. yeah, you just have an interest in like, well, who am I? Yeah. You know, but in a good way, not like, oh, who the fuck am I? It's more like <laughs> it's interesting to see, you know, like like I just went back to my parents hometown and I had never seen pictures of my dad as a kid. Yeah. And my aunt pulled him out. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I, it just like it's daunting. something in my brain went like I wasn't so daunting than then more empathic mm. to be like he was a kid, too. Yeah. You know, because you see your parents is just like your parents. Right. Right. And because I was it's another like mental health thing that people are like, oh, I got to take care of my mom. This and that. And you're like, you know, your mom had a whole fucking life before she even had you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like they they had problems too that they had to figure out you know yeah and that 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 trips me out thinking about my parents and my mom and like how mental health wasn't even a thought to them it's just survival but it was it wasn't you think maybe, so not directly right because there's always like well what do you do like you like what are you doing you have a bad day I was, uh, 
you know, you all just, my, according to my mom, you just don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just well, move we, past well it. Like, they do though, right? They're like, oh, you'll have right. to tia on, you know, whatever. You I know. would love for my mom to like do a podcast with <laughs> you because she's such a trip and she's funny as fuck. Yeah. But like, my mom is a trip, been like on multiple levels, like the way her views of like mental health, but also like my mom is queer. And so she had us all with my <laughs> with my father. And yeah. then when my father left the picture, then she just had girlfriends. Okay. And I see, and like, same thing. I see pictures of her now. One of my favorite pictures is, like, her with her, like, quote-unquote hair done. But it's all, like, fucked up. Like, her curls are just sweated out. Oh. And she's in a flannel. And I'm like, oh, mom, how did you not know <laughs> that you were gay? <laughs> or how did other people not know? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. And, and like... Uh, but I've asked her um, because she'll she's never said the words I'm gay, but she has girlfriends. She's introduced us to her. That's a to her that's a that's pretty common in like older years that there because they come from that different time right. of like right. You know, like like Juan Gabriel never said yeah. he was gay. Yeah, she'll never. You know? I've never heard her say it. But I did ask her. I'm like, did you know that you were gay in high school? And she was like, no. I was like, hmm, interesting. I don't know if she just like suppressed it, you know. But yeah, or like, she just didn't you know it, i don't know it wasn't a, a thought like i'm saying like it's not something you really thought of but you just went with the you know maybe i don't know i i i find it very fascinating because it's just some people i personally am not obviously and so i it, it it fascinates me to think that there's some other wiring that something in you is like no like i'm not this i'm this you know yeah. what i mean like yeah it's just like because to me I, I know bill burr has a joke that he's like he says, like, I don't know. He's like, I just, you know, I saw a porno and everything was in line. Everything was like, <laughs> yes, I want that. I want to try that one day. I need to convince a woman to do that with me someday. Like, it's just I like, mean, and he's like, without thinking about it, right? It's right. not like, like, right. oh, my friend said this is what I should like or whatever, right. you know? You just, your body just, whoa, shit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder when, when that point was for her. <laughs> I think it, it's all, it's different. I mean, I don't want to say it's different with women. But women are very are more comfortable around each other and like having having a more intimate relationship with each other than men. I think. I used to think that, but I I recently had an experience with a friend, um, where she shared that her discomfort with women, and like yes, so I was like, oh, I that was new. Well, yes, but I think one, and I don't, I don't want to make a huge generalization, but what one thing I have noticed is like. A lot of men are more reliable friends. Like, they're, like if you need them, they're like, "I'm there. You need me, bro. I'm there." And a lot of girls are like, "Well, I can't be." Like, you know, like they're like, "Yeah, not today." Like, that's true. Because I know a lot of girls that they're like, "Oh, like yeah, she was my best friend." It's like, wait, what happened? Like, yeah. my friends, I've been friends with this guy for 15 years. Like, you know, this is like all making sense to me now because I've always had more male friends than female friends, and. Part and there's it, a lot of girls who say that. Oh, I get along better that. with guys. And mm. now I think as right now as an adult is probably the most female friends I've had. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I'm like very happy with my core group of friends. Like very very loyal. Yeah, actually consistent. Will be there for. I me. made it a point, like I don't know, like five. I don't know if it's ten years ago or something that I was like maybe a little bit less. I, I actively was like, I want more girlfriends mm, mm -hmm. because I didn't grow up around mm. women. I grew up around a lot of men. Like all my cousins were men. I had one female cousin. 
And obviously she had no fucking, t- <laughs> she, she just had become one of the dudes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it wasn't going to be, oh, we need to, no. Yeah. It was the opposite, you know? And so I didn't have that. I was like, so I kind of was like, oh, this, is, I want to have like, you know, at least I can, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. You know, or, you know, oh, we're great sounding boards. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, just, I mean, I used to live with a woman mm-hmm. and she was a friend. You know, so even little things, right? That like, oh, fucking, you know, I was like, I don't care about your pads. Like, you, don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, at least for me, I didn't give a shit. I'm like, don't leave them in my, like, you know what I mean? I, I'm not sharing a bathroom with you. That's for sure. I don't like to share a bathroom. But like, you know, like, uh, yeah, whatever. Well, are you willing to buy me pads? Yeah, I don't give a shit. What are, you know, oh my God. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. It's just like, what are we going to pretend you don't have a period? Like yeah it's, that's you know that's weird to me that we're supposed to pretend some guys but some guys definitely fucking <laughs> they fucking like turn into fucking <laughs> idiots <laughs> and idiots you know it's just like what do you what does it matter well that obviously like but i'm just saying like a like they don't they don't know basic shit yeah you know what i mean when you're just like what the fuck dude what, what did you like you under a rock or something i don't know yeah i mean yeah Carlos, my husband, just asked me today. Today was the first time ever he ever considered this. He grew up with women. He's like, how many tampons do you go through a day? A day? A day. Was oh, I've question. never asked the fucking <laughs> the volume. But but I'm like, that's you, you don't have to. It didn't even dawn on me. He never. Oh, like you've never. Have you ever counted them? Or do you? I, I have. Okay. I mean, I know because it's like it basically the amount of times that i go to the bathroom a day okay you know but but that's a trip that <laughs> wait, like, wait wait i just want to the the first episode we also talked about periods I know. <laughs> i'm like we're that saying, was a good one though it's like a staple I'm of like when you come on i'm so salty that i got docked for my being on my period <laughs> um yeah because uh yeah, but he those are things that men don't have to think about yeah yeah and it's and it's well nobody's talking about it either that's why i'm like yeah let's talk about who cares yeah you know, because they're like, oh, no, that's my intimate, like, stuff, you know? So. Yeah, but it's, it, it's uh, I'm angry about it because it's expensive. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's, it. it I mean, that kind of correlates with, with like, uh, you know, that, because one thing I was telling my friend, he was talking issue. about, he was talking about, like, the abortion stuff. I was like, bro, but it's not just abortion. It's, you know, like, like, so many third world countries are third world countries because they don't have access to birth control. And right. things like that that they can't, you know, they're like, fuck, I won't get you Birth know. control is another privacy issue, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it all comes into play. But, yeah, I mean, disproportionately, women are taxed more. Like, why why don't we get free tampons as part of our health plan? That's so, like, true. we get the way we get mailed free COVID tests. Why don't we get free tampons? It's a necessity. It's a yeah. basic necessity. Yeah, that's true. Like, if you have Medi-Cal, you should, you should get free tampons. Yeah, or, or even if you do, you get you do you get it on like Wick or anything? No, no, no. Some, uh, I don't think you do. Obama gave us phones. We've been there. Obama tampons, right? Isn't that outrageous? You think about it. If you're if you are on Medicare, if you qualify for food stamps, you can't use your your EBT Fresh for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, so what's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. That's it's just true. Expen- it's so expensive. I'm sure. And imagine if you were in a very dire situation. Yeah. And you'd have you're on your period and you want to eat and you're like, well, what am I going to choose? Yeah, that's a hard decision. Yeah. Very hard decision. Or even for like houseless people, right? 
Yeah. Like, that must be a struggle. Yeah, because what are you going to, well, fuck it, you know? And, and then it escalates, right? That's how those, that's how people end up in, in bad situations, right? Yeah. Like, you said, not going to get checked up. Yeah. You have some fucking growth on your arm, and you're like, ah, <laughs> just ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. Hey, you know what? If you would have came in fucking six months ago, you would have been fine. Yeah. Now this is a very bad situation. Right. You know? So, yeah, it's those, it's those little, I think the overlying theme of this episode is those, those little things and how they, we don't see how, you know, I mean, and, and also big things, how they affect other, you know, kind of seeing the whole picture. And that's what I usually try to preach to people, like step, yeah. take a step back to see the full picture, you know, because there's a lot more going on yeah. or can be affected. Yeah. Know. Take the time, take the time, um, to learn and to ask questions. Give us your closing argument and <laughs> whatever you want. I mean, what you want to leave the people with obviously and, and where they can find you, but you know, is this when, like, like Jesus and Meryl is your neon sign? Yeah. You gotta have, I need to get, I need to get more cool stuff in here stop telling people it's not cool in here <laughs> the art in here is superb oh there, there's more yeah yeah we'll get art. we'll get more art so yeah yeah it's like really it's, the accent wall for me the <laughs> it's the amenities here is that yeah, what it is? it's yeah. the view of the lake yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly we got it all we got it all so yeah like i said i think just seeing again and seeing somebody from you know national city i mean i've never even worked with you but i'm like i trust you but i'm like who the fuck i maybe you maybe you maybe you're a shitty lawyer i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean you build that like i feel like i feel that comfort that you know that you're you're gonna do what's best for me regardless of of what whatever i whatever situation i'm in then i'm you know this does not create an attorney-client relationship. Well, <laughs> but just as like I said, as a person, for someone who's listening to say yeah. they need a, a that's, that's lawyer, you know, you should, feel. you should feel because I think you guys get very we bad do. rap. <laughs> we you do. Know? Um, yeah, because people assume that we're overcharging, right? They don't understand the amount of work that goes into it, and it takes a lot of time. Like caring about you, yeah, yeah, takes time. Yeah, please yeah. pay me. I was, yeah. I almost wore the pay me like a white man shirt that I have, which I love. <laughs> um, I got in Body Logan shout out. Yeah. Um, because yeah, people assume like, oh, you're overcharging, and it's like, no, actually, and I, I Under, undercharging. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think I undercharge because yeah. I do a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot of work and effort to tailor things to you. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, appreciate people's time and 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 their craft and how they're taking care of you. And if you're not sure, then ask questions. Yeah. It's okay to ask, but don't get spicy with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they call you spicy Latina, and that's another. Yeah, yeah. It's in yeah. my it's in my contract. I'm like, if you disrespect me, if you discredit what I'm trying to do, if you're ignoring my legal advice, if you harass me, if you make sexually suggestive comments i will terminate our, our relationship wow yeah okay yeah because it happens that much especially as a female latina so that's i have that yeah there. um and so i have that to show people like yo you're acting crazy um you are not respecting my legal opinion you're not showing up this is my contract you want me to terminate and give you your money back yeah because i will um 
But yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that like, being said, hire me. Said, <laughs> no, but that, that, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're putting in the work for them. A lot you know? of work. I yeah. care a lot about my clients. Yeah. And I over prepare for everything. And so far, my clients have been really happy with the results that they get. Like I said, sometimes a win doesn't seem like a win on paper or like to an outsider. Yeah, yeah, but, but you have to let them know what yeah. what could have yeah. been the... And they get it once they What could have been the loss, right? Yeah. Like, Yeah, when they see me in action, like, they get it. And they're like, wow, okay, thank you. Like, they people just want to be heard. They want... Everybody wants I to think, be fought for and valued and have their story told. I think in general, right? Like, yeah. in any situation... Yeah. People want to be heard. It's very validating. Feel heard, yeah. Yeah. Even if you, like you said, even if you are guilty, but you got to say, like, well, yes, but, you know, this is Yeah, this but is this is not who he is. Who I am at my core and, you yeah. know, yeah, like this dude had attacked my mom or something. And, right. You know, obviously he didn't attack me, but he attacked somebody that I loved and, you right. know, like, so, I mean, again, it's good to, it's good to see because you know someone from someone that someone someone brown someone that looks like us that you know you can at least I, for me it gives me some comfort when i go and i say oh, okay yeah a brown person yeah <laughs> you know what and, i mean and i have an opal in my office to make you feel more comfortable <laughs> yeah. if you have mezcal in your office then i feel even more comfortable with some tequila working on that some yeah. tequila you're not a big drinker so it's okay it's for the clients <laughs> it's for the clients but it's <laughs> not good. the dui ones yeah <laughs> no not you come on <laughs> yeah well yeah so people can find you um on instagram instagram i'm on twitter well, um, what's your instagram name reynoso law Reynoso. So at Reynoso Law, or you can Google me. My website will also come up, ReynosoLaw.com. ReynosoLaw.com. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. Reynoso-Law.com. Oh, Reynoso-Law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Reynoso Law was taken. And they could just law. submit yeah, uh, so if email you, or... Yeah, there's a form on my website, so you can submit it there. Um, you can give me a call. I Like I said, it's a one-woman one show, so I will answer your call if you text me because um, sometimes people call when I'm in court and you want to get a hold of me faster, text me. I'll respond even if I'm in court. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm here to answer your questions. My consultations are free, so I'll give you a free 30-minute assessment about your case without charging you. You bring in all your documents, I'll let you know what's up, like what to expect. Yeah. And uh, if you, I also offer different price plan so it's like if you want to hire me for the whole case i can do that if you just want to hire me for part of it i can do that i'll work with you on it mm -hmm. um i'm pretty reasonable like i understand people's situations so if you're honest with me and tell me what you can bring to the table then i'll work with you on it yeah and i think it's important for people to bring you the full picture right yeah that and way I, you could give them the best advice possible yeah i mean i had somebody call me and they're like look i don't have money and i was like i'm booked this month but hit me up in july maybe i'll take your case pro bono i do that sometimes yeah so yeah and I, I think you know like you said it's your life yeah so you know you can go with somebody that's gonna you know i, I to me i'm like i'll i'll take out a loan or something i'd rather go with somebody that i trust if it's gonna be you know like i said because it's my life and yeah you know if it, if it, that's what it's gonna take then to, to get something fair i don't want to end up in a situation where now i'm like fuck i definitely don't want to get a discount on <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah, and I'll and I'm super honest with people. Depending on what's going on, I'll tell you like 
yeah, if you can't afford me, I think the public defender's office will be okay. This is pretty standard. Yeah. Or I'll tell you like, yeah, you need to get a private attorney ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. And that attorney is me. There you go. <laughs> All right. So Michelle Reynoso, Reynoso Law on Instagram. Five yeah. hours later. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it was a lot of information. I think it's a very jam-packed uh, episode. So it's, yeah, uh, it's, I hope it's, it, uh, I mean, or at least it'll put people to sleep. I don't know. No, no it, it'll help some, help some people out. It'll you know, def- definitely. To the very calming effects of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, there was a lot. I, there was a lot of different levels that we went through. So uh, I think people, people appreciate it and. I can definitely push some people to, if they want to know a little bit more about what actually happened with Roe v. Wade and, you know, just have you be a resource yeah. that, you know, people can people can connect with. Um, because those, like, like you said, those little things that you don't even think about as like right. an injustice. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, they were just a dick to me or whatever. Right. Like, you know, or, you know, so I, it's good to have, you know you someone like Michelle Reynoso at Reynoso Law uh, <laughs> to fight for you. Um, do you don't have like a, like a nickname, like the, (laughs) (laughs) oh no, what was it? You said last time you, yeah, that's my name. Yeah. That's what what even now my attorney friends found that out. And then that's what everybody calls me now. (laughs) See, that makes you, makes you more, it gives you more street cred too. Yeah. I'm a Chola. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chola (laughs) or Latina. All right. Thanks everybody for joining and have a good one.